Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! Yes, you're doing a really quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call the Ghostbusters. Super Jackpot! Welcome to Extra Plasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet that woke up this morning to record a podcast and began thinking, what would be the ideal Ghostbusters-themed breakfast sandwich for a fast food tie-in? Would it be like, I don't know, slime, eggs, and cheese? I have no idea, but somebody should make it happen. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, a.k.a. Vink Maniac on the internet, and I'm so stoked because joining me this week in the co-host chair uh, and riding along for the entire episode is the awesome, venerable Jason Fitzsimmons of Ghostbusters News. How are you doing, Jason? I am doing well. I mean, you're talking about waking up in the morning and talking about Ghostbusters meat sandwiches and such. Uh, right <laughs> here, it's a, it's a little later in the day. We got a bit of a you know a time lapse between one another. Um, so I'm I'm alert. I'm ready. I want to talk about film delays. I want to talk about proton packs. There's a lot to get to. Oh, yeah. There's a ton to talk about. Um, and it's going to be one of those episodes where people go, hey, what about the musical stings? And what about like how the format works? I don't know. We're just going to talk this week because there's a lot to process through. So uh, maybe I'll edit in like that, you know, Ghostbusters thing of Judgment Day or maybe I won't. But for the most part, we're just going to kind of have a rundown of what's been going on with the news this week um, and the delays that are happening. Like you talked about the proton pack you reviewed. There's uh, Spirits Unleashed. DLC that's coming that we got to see some teases of. So um, we're going to kind of break that down and offer up some commentary and conversation along the way for folks. So um, if it's a little bit different than the t- standard interview format out there, folks, uh, that's why, because there's we're going to talk about news with the guy from Ghostbusters News. So um, let's do this because it's fun to do it. Let's talk about some Ghostbusters headlines. Still making headlines all across the country, the Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. All in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at ya. All right, so as we get into episode 44 of the show and uh, get into the news of the week, let's sort of break this down in terms of uh, Ghostbusters production news and then we'll get into video games and merch and fan things so let's talk about production news first because the big thing obviously we need to get to is the fact that we have found out that i think most of us knew this was going to happen uh at least most of us who uh talk about ghostbusters on a regular basis that ghostbusters afterlife's sequel uh ghostbusters firehouse currently its name has been delayed until march 29th of 2024 um So if you haven't already heard this news somehow because you didn't already see it on Jason's awesome website, (laughs) then, um, you know, well, here's your news. But otherwise, you get to talk about it and comment on it. Uh, So what do you think? Um, Is this a good thing, a bad thing from your perspective? Well, I love the fact that there could be somebody out there that got the news from my site rather than Variety or Deadline. (laughs) Um, I think that's totally true. I mean, it could be, but I think the odds are are pretty slim there. I'm definitely going to that's going to be the minority. But good thing. Totally a good thing with the uh, the strikes going on right now. Even if I know a lot of people were like, oh, but the movie, it's it's finished filming. Why does it need to get delayed? Marketing. You, yeah. You, if you have people like Paul Rudd, you've got people like Finn Wolfhard, you have uh, McKenna Grace. I mean, those three in particular have very dedicated fan bases, mm-hmm. like very dedicated fan bases. Yep. You having them out there promoting your film, talking about it. I mean, you, you need that. And. Honestly, to bank on Ghostbusters, to make sure this franchise 
it continues in a worthwhile, you know, avenue and yeah. we get sequel upon sequel and more things. Uh, we need to have this film on all cylinders. We need to, we need to make sure that, I mean, I shouldn't say we, cause I'm not, I have no stake in this aside from reporting <laughs> it, but Sony, they need to make sure that this thing, it hits hard as well. I think a lot of something that a lot of people don't really think about is the tie-ins, the marketing Yes, they need to make sure that this film is ready to go. We don't need to have another situation where you've got marshmallows on store shelves, but you mm-hmm. don't have a movie. You've got cereal on store shelves. You don't have a movie. You've got, uh, you know, a Baskin Robbins ice cream tie in that is only it done like doesn't happen. Half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like it, it's just here's some Funko Pops. Uh, I mean, that that thing was supposed to be so much bigger, but because the film got delayed, you then just randomly had. Well, they were selling like slime as toppings, but it wasn't yep. Ghostbuster slime. Right. You know, it was just so half done. <laughs> I may have found a bottle of that in my pantry like this week mm. in the process of cleaning things out. And I went, oh, look, it's amongst the things that you bought in the lead up to Ghostbusters Afterlife that were edible, but that you didn't eat. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the, there's so many elements that people are not thinking about. I shouldn't say everybody, but some people aren't thinking about. They're just, ah, the film's done. They're going to edit it, get it yeah. out in time for December. But there's all that. The fact, too, that we're in, what, July now, and there hasn't been a teaser trailer. We don't have a title. And also, we have no reveal yet when it comes to toys. I mean, this, as you said, right? people who follow Ghostbusters, they knew. Like, the writing was on the wall. This thing was going to get delayed. Yep. But I think you're right about this in terms of toys and marketing, for sure, right? Like, there's a need to... And this could, I mean, this is, I don't, okay. So I should say this because as much as we're talking about this and we're about to say like, this is so they can, you know, make sure that everything gets dovetailed and do marketing, right? Like part of this is about production, which I want to talk about in a second, like things like ADR and other things that still have to happen that probably can't. But I think it's also important. I don't want to jinx this. Nobody else has said this. And I feel like I'm going to be like the podcaster who says it and then gets tomatoes thrown at him. So duck, because you came on the show and it's like we're five minutes into the episode and we didn't do a long intro and I'm already telling people to throw tomatoes. Um, Everyone should keep in mind that this is just just the next release date that we're announcing too. And it's one that is premised Mm -hmm. on the notion that we resolve a strike amicably within a reasonable Mm -hmm. time frame. But let's say that Mm -hmm. that strike goes on another three months. Um, That next that date for March could totally get pushed to June. We could be back in the position of actually watching a date slide just like we did with Afterlife, dependent upon um, how the labor dispute that's keeping all of this from moving is going to happen. And not to sort of like steal a thing, a phrase from uh, Troy Benjamin of the Crossrip, but um, to paraphrase something he said on their episode before like the uh, delay was announced, they were talking about the impact of the strike and what it could have. And he was sort of saying, like, if the strike goes through and it was on the eve of the strike when he was talking about it, Troy said this will be kind of like being in the middle of the pandemic again and that they can do post-production work, but they can't do anything that's going to involve bringing actors to do anything because in that context, this, the, there was, you know, the sets were closed, the production facilities were closed. In this case, the labor dispute is keeping those things kind of closed up from, from production. So I, you know, I'm not trying to jinx anything. I don't want to say anybody like, Hey, we're telling you now to be worried because it's going to, you know, move and slide just like the last movie did, but that potentiality exists. So mm-hmm. I think you're right though, that there's a need to kind of figure out how to dovetail the marketing together. And if you look at what happened with the last movie, you're right. Like the product, the pandemic kind of created this awkward craziness of toys coming out at different points. I think what's different, though, is you're not in the middle of a global shipping nightmare. Um, a lot of what was going on during the pandemic, we watched happen like because things weren't coming off of boats. 
uh, things were getting yeah. wrecked on boats. You know, the canal got closed also alongside the pandemic it was like, here's a major shipping route that goes places. Oh, there's a boat stuck in it. Uh, so that'll just stop the flow of commerce for weeks on end across the globe. Um, so there's like some different factors there. But I think you're right that there's a need to kind of make this marketing work better than the last one, because there were so many missed opportunities like there were the, the Baskin Robbins thing kind of fell apart. Um I remember thinking like, what is a Zaxby's? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Why, why does it have a I mean, marketing the, tie in? Like the, the mini pops love their chicken sandwich. I mean, they, they yeah, on that thing, you know? Um, yeah, it, it, it was just, it was all over the place and it was not, I mean, it was not streamlined. It wasn't like Ghostbusters two where you're like, I'm going to go get a Hardy's meal and then go watch the movie. You know, I, I want the release for the upcoming film to be like that. I yeah. want to go, get my tie in fast food meal and then watch the movie later that night. Yeah, that, that's what I want. I don't want this randomness and almost playing like a where's Waldo game when it comes to my Ghostbusters fix. Yeah, I want um, I want my Ghostbusters Twinkie as opposed to my tropical blast Twinkie. That's like, mm. that's my uh, my analogy on this, right? It's like we were supposed to get Munter Twinkies that we never got. For that movie. They never happened. My favorite part of that story is that when the hostess had the standees for the Munter Twinkies show up at the stores, they were sitting there and they didn't know what to do with them. So hostess put out like an announcement or something to the stores. that was like, uh, feel free to use this, these standees as additional brand uh, standing uh, facilities or for uh, stocking Valentine's Day stuff. So in certain stores, like in the Midwest, there was like the Valentine's Day cupcakes <laughs> in the midst of the pandemic yeah. sitting on top of Munter, right? And like what? So uh, but and I wonder about this, though. I wonder if the last movie and sort of the shift that happened around the marketing made anybody more trepidatious about doing uh, tie ins that would have a perishable timeline to them. Like, do you decide after the last movie, hey, maybe we should do more like canned or frozen food tie ins? <laughs> as opposed to doing things that are fresh because we don't know if they're going to be there. Like, well, even toys. I mean, you had you had slime that was obviously deteriorating, right? Like right. when it came to Hasbro slime and all these items, like uh, they did not have a, a long shelf life to them. Right. <laughs> Some, I can't remember who it is. Somebody recently, it may have been Alex newborn on the internet um, may have done this. May have opened a can of mini puffs recently on YouTube and they were like brand new, just opened the mini, the mini puff surprise. And he's mm. just like turned the can over. He's like, this stuff is kind of dried out now. It's actually easy to work with. <laughs> and he's like pulling figures out of dried out mini puff surprise. Uh, you know, uh, another area of this that I'm just kind of thinking about thinking about now. I mean, th this movie, it's slated for March. Home video release. Yeah, probably around the time of Ghostbusters Day. I mean, that's a little right. late. What have you there? Nowadays, usually four weeks you have a game or you have a movie streaming. But I would assume then by that account, likely 40th anniversary, we're going to get some kind of some type of new box set. Yeah. The ultimate edition isn't going to be that ultimate anymore. There's going right. to be something new likely coming out. Uh, so I would think even right now, they're probably at the point of like, what are we going to do? Are we going to include the new film? Or are we going to do a 40th anniversary box set where it's just up until then? Right. I think they're going to you know, do like, a 40th anniversary box set that comes inside of a giant proton pack. <laughs> It's made of cardboard and has lights in it, but only in the U.S. So that, that way people internationally can get upset about how their Proton yeah, Pack Ultimate yeah. box set doesn't have LEDs in it. 
even though I'd, I'd be that down makes for it a second time bomb of battery juice. <laughs> again, like I'm sure right now they've got a plan for both scenarios. Like if this movie launches in March, great. It, it can be involved in this. I mean, and then again, this sets, I'm just speaking out of my rear end here and it, you know, it's all hypothetical, Yeah. but there's no doubt they're not going to be doing a new home release for the 40th. Right. Like it's going to have to happen. So there are so many of these different tangibles that they're going to have to think about that. Again, a lot of people, well, they just see, Hey, the film is done. Release it. Right. Let's crank this out. And I mean, I look at this from the standpoint that beyond the marketing stuff, like I think it's good because hopefully it means they can sync things up. They have the time to do so. They can. I've said kind of hilariously, someone was saying, I can't believe they're putting out Easter weekend. And I said, it totally makes sense. They were going to put it out right before Christmas. They were looking to Mm -hmm. capture a holiday break. They were looking to capture a holiday period where people like end up buying toys and merchandise for like gifts for kids and things. I was like, so you just move it to Easter and it totally makes sense because you have kids who are off from school that week. You have people who are non-practicing who go to the movies and it's one of the only places it stays open like during Easter Sunday, just the same way that Christmas it's like one of the only entertainment things that's open. So um, I think it makes a lot of sense in terms of that. But I think the other thing to keep in mind is that people forget this, that like the ending of afterlife that we saw of Winston inside mm. the firehouse only existed I'm, because of the pandemic, right? Like because I'm of the delay sitting here thinking the exact same thing, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, the, the reason that the whole Starbucks quote doesn't work properly right. is because that was a last minute addition, right? right? Like going back to the firehouse, the the whole containment unit grid and everything like that was very last minute. Yep. And it's something that we're all glad was there. I think, I think that we were all like ending the movie and seeing that and being like, Oh my God, there's a, there's more, there's a future to like what's going to come was so cool. And it gave us the last chance to see, I mean, really we're never going to see the firehouse in the state that it was in before, but like it was the last chance to see it before whatever they do next, whatever they're going to do to re you know, renovate or build in there. So, um, from my standpoint, you know, that's all good because it means that it's more time to work on production and more time to do the things that need to be done. But, you know, there's certain things like flat out can't get done. And the thing I keep saying is that there's no question in my mind that ADR needs to be done in this movie because there was not a single principal actor in New York City. Like we mm-hmm. watched, you know, some of us watched spoilers. Um, the Ecto one was in New York City. You've heard about it. I'm not going to tell you any details, folks. Uh, but like th- the Ecto one was driving around New York city with an entire stunt crew, right. And stunt cast. But at no point did we ever see a principal actor from this film in New York. They were all in London or in England the entire time. So that means that someone's going to have to like do the work of getting ADR from actors to layer over stunt performances that are happening in that car. That's just from the smallest bit of ADR you need to do that exists in my brain and you can't do it until you have the ability to come out of the strike. Could they have filmed those or recorded those lines while they were doing the stunt work? Maybe. But like most of those actors, if you look at the timeline, were kind of like wrapped and were gone. They were off yeah. doing conventions and being on holiday and posting on Instagram about wherever they were in Belize or something. <laughs> or at conventions <laughs> in Germany. I, you know, like so like the point is, I think that there is going to be, you know, without question, some ADR work that has to happen at a minimum. That's before you get into a question of reshoots or as, you know, some compositing issue you come into an effect because it needs to be dealt with. So I'm hopeful for March. I am. I'm not trying to be like, no, it's not going to happen. But I also I've decided that the best way to deal with this is just to be dynamic. Like, I'm going to say this to folks out there. If you're upset about this movie being delayed, because I have had people, people message me like, this is a bummer. I'm mad. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. really not a big deal. 
Um, and I'm, if I'm making you hurt, if I'm hurting your feelings by saying this, like, don't take it personally. To me, this is not a big deal. I waited 31 and a half years for the last Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> like, if I have to wait another, like, six to it's, eight months, it doesn't matter. It's just... Uh, you know what? And, and to be totally selfish here, as a Canadian who wants to go to the premiere, I was not looking to travel <laughs> December 20th. You know, like, I... I, I was not looking forward to getting stuck in Toronto or Air Canada or anything like that and, you know, not making my flight, uh, which is probably going to happen. So I'm I'm so happy to possibly instead travel come March. So this again, totally selfish on my part. I, if you have if anybody's seen the Barbie movie out there, I think that the way that you come to the U.S. has something to do with rollerblading and then accessing a snow machine and riding it because <laughs> that's how they did it in the movie to come to the real world. Um, and. You know, like uh, snowmobiles are definitely a thing you're going to need in December. So this all makes sense to me. Start with rollerblading first, though. You have to rollerblade to the snowmobile. Eventually, snow I'll get to the real world. <laughs> you are. I don't mean to be in Canada. Canada. We're not even world. in the real world. That's not yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. Some of you out there listening right now are like, what? Like, don't make fun of me and our my squirrel money. Uh, <laughs> Bret Hart made it out. That's right. Um, he succeeded. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that realistically, like as much as we're joking about uh, this i there's um there's distinct benefits to this having more time to breathe i think you know at a production level at you know pro- at the post-production level just in terms of things like the, the visual effects artists have more time as opposed to being like work everybody work until december the, work the fact too though that they gave it spider-man slot i mean obviously spider-man was getting bumped yeah but to give it that easter opening yeah that's good i mean that's confidence Sony obviously yeah, like they're banking on this thing big, right? So that's a really good indicator yeah. in terms of like what's coming, announcements, all that such and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm stoked about, you know, I'm stoked about the movie coming out. I'm not deterred at all by the delay in this. And I will say overwhelmingly and the conversations I've had with people, most folks I've talked to are like, this is good. Like it actually syncs it up mm-hmm. with the 40th anniversary that gives me a, a good heart feel about this. And I like it. That it's going to be delayed. And I'm like, yeah. that's so weird because most most of the time we're like, eh, we're not going to get to see what we were anticipating. But by the same token, like, I don't even know what the name of this movie is right now. If you were to, no, like, it, I've been calling it Ghostbusters Firehouse like the rest of it's, us, it's not the name of the movie. Like, so for me, it it had they released a trailer. I think the community would be very much like, ah, yeah. I want to see this. But it's so much in the dark. Right. I mean, aside from leaks and stuff like that and everything, the vast majority of people out there, they have no idea what to expect aside from it taking place in New York and the fact that it was filmed in the UK. That's I mean, let's be real. The vast majority of people out there in the world don't even know there's another Ghostbusters movie coming. We do. But like your grandmother has no idea. Like, you know, he like people people will message me about it. They're like, hey, why did you call it the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel? Because a lot of people don't know, like (laughs) it's to avoid any confusion. Like, you know what it is, but somebody out there, they're like, oh, they're making a sequel to Afterlife. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't doubt there's people nowadays who think Ghostbusters Afterlife is the first. They don't even know, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, there was another one. No, it's I mean, and the other reason to do it is it avoids that differentiating conversation of which one <laughs> they're making yeah. another Ghostbusters they're, movie they're, they're making of what <laughs> you're like, don't it's the last movie. It's a re it's, it's okay. Like <laughs> I, I, I just love the people that, like there. You don't have to say it's an afterlife sequel. I'm like, okay. Well, it's a Ghostbuster two sequel. I don't like, 
I don't know. I, I personally think they should just call it. We should go back to the 80s. Remember, like back in the 80s, the way they would do sequels yeah. for things, they would just throw a number after it and just be like Lethal Weapon 2, Lethal Weapon 3, Lethal Weapon 4. So give me Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm down for that. I, I've always loved the fact, too, that uh, was like Friday the 13th, like almost from the get go, they were like, I mean, it was a little later on, but they were like, OK, we're going to do some subtitles. We're going to have some, or some subtitles to it. What's the word? Not subtitles. Does subtitles? I don't know. It's not a sub. It's, you I, know, like like a new beginning. Yeah. You know, Friday the Thirteenth. A new beginning. I kind of like that. You know, I would like to be like you know Ghostbusters Four. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> I, not that they're gonna call it that, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Ghostbusters Four. We're over here now. <laughs> just, We're back in New York. Yeah. Bill, <laughs> we got Bill Murray. That's just what Ghostbusters. <laughs> we got Bill Murray. <laughs> I, I love it. That's the movie. Um, I think that this, you know, we're going to see this delay. It's going to play out. Like I said, I hope it doesn't play out longer than March, but could it? Well, I mean, it could. You know what? Even I, and I got to say, we're, we're talking back to being like selfish here. Uh, I hope it also doesn't go out for that long just because, I mean, there's people that they're, they're not making money. You know, no, they got to pay rent. They got to, you know, <laughs> no, I, so agreed. Uh, on a totally other reason than hey i want to watch a ghostbusters movie um i hope everybody they, they can come to terms with this and you know people get a fair shake and they they, they get the money yeah, they want I, and they deserve i agree um i want to say this for a second because i think that um i'm gonna get all like weird and emo for a minute but um not like i'm gonna cry but i want to say this because i think it's important do to you say. want me to start like i can i can like do like a my chemical romance <laughs> serenade to you if you want no actually what's existing in okay. my brain right now is the part that music from afterlife that goes the like egon yes. is gonna hug mm-hmm. his daughter music um that plays it, anytime i, just I like say something though, sad that- now the the you're, you're like the song from afterlife you mean oh you mean dun, 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 dun. like i don't know it <laughs> no like Three quarters of the cues are just that. <laughs> We're going to slow it down a little bit. Dun, 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 no, dun, I'm, dun. I'm saying the original stuff rather than just the Burns things, the Bernstein's things. Yeah. <laughs> but that that uh, what is it called? Reconciliation is the name of the track on the it's soundtrack. A great song. It is it's a great. Song. It also is designed yes. to make you cry. Um, so that's mm-hmm. what its job is. It's like you are going. You already saw Ghost Egon. You see Ghost Egon hugging. Now you're going to cry because this music said so. Uh, but. I mean this in all seriousness as much as I'm being facetious and awkward around it. This is a podcast that gets to celebrate and enjoy the work that uh, creative people do out there on a weekly basis. Like we get to talk about it. We get to have folks on who like are from the fandom. Hopefully in the future, we'll have more creative people on. We've had people on who do creative work um, like Stephen Shea and Troy Benjamin and other people who I'm going to totally forget that work in the industry who've come on the show and stuff. And like, I want to say this point blank. If you're out there listening to a podcast that is designed to appreciate something that's coming out of Hollywood, now is a great time to donate to the Entertainment Community Fund uh, because the Entertainment Community Fund is a nonprofit organization that exists uh, to support struggling actors and artists who are coming up. It used to be called like the Screen Actors Guild Fund or something, I think. And Mm -hmm. essentially, it's an avenue for people to turn to who are currently being uh, waylaid out of work because of what's going on with the strike. And you were saying this, Jason, that like um, 
that this is not just actors and stuff. It's like all kinds of stuff across the industry, right? It's like whether or not toys come out, but it's also things like whether or not, you know, a dry cleaning is getting done. I think about this a bunch that there's, you, you can't fix the entire thing, the entire problem, but there is something you can do, which is support the creative people who you care about uh, and that make the things you love. And so we get to sit back every week and, you know, make jokes about and talk about this franchise, but we wouldn't be without the fact that the work the folks in the industry do that produce this stuff, uh, many of whom can't work right now. And that sucks. So if you uh, want to do something positive and cool, um, as much as you're like, what can we do about the delay? Uh, what you can probably do is go out and support artists and um, actors and writers by making a donation like that. And you can pick where you want to. But some of you are like, did you just sidetrack into like a donation pitch? Yes. Um, look at that. But, <laughs> but I, I mean, there, there's a, it, it fuels so many people. I mean, that's the thing, like just, just Hollywood in general, like in terms of like, obviously podcasts. Yeah. Um, but I'll say like for myself right now, like reporting on Ghostbusters news, you know, the amount of news that hasn't come about in the last month or so, or the last several sure. weeks, because Ernie Hudson isn't out there dropping bombs on podcasts mm-hmm. and, you know, interviews and such like that. Like, there is such a lack. I mean, if you go on websites, again, like Variety Deadline, uh, there's a reason right now that almost every other article is about Barbie or Oppenheimer. Right. Because that's really all that's going on. Yep. Yep. And I'm not saying that to be like, hey, that means Barbie or Oppenheimer is bad because, you know, I mean, like that's just the reality, though, is that there's uh, there is a real a real like gonna, we're going to start to see more of it, the kind of dearth of stuff, because um Things are not getting produced, you know, and so we're going to rip we're going to whip through the stuff that's canned already. I have been talking for several weeks about I don't know what's going to happen to Dave Coulier, that Dave Coulier started a podcast that's supposed to be like a full house podcast where he's bringing in guests Mm -hmm. and doing like a watch along podcast for full house. And I was like, this is brilliant. Like I listen to office ladies, which does that with the office with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey doing that with a full house show would be totally cool. And they got some episodes out. And then this week he came out and said, Hey, uh, just want to let you know, the show's going on hiatus. And here's why, Mm -hmm. because the AM, you know, the AMP, AMT, I'm saying it wrong. The movie industry, uh, the television industry (laughs) and SAG have not come to an agreement and SAG's advice and guidance on what to be doing right now is that these podcasts shouldn't be live, right? That we're going to act to really strike against the things in the studio that we've and do it without fueling their income. Then we can't produce this kind of podcast right now. And so will it come back? Sure. But I've been thinking about this a bunch that like, this is not a podcast where I'm in SAG and I don't make money, right? So it's not like I'm sitting back going, I'm not supporting artists, but there are things that those of us who create content can do like that, you know? And so um, if you're out there and you're listening, I want to say this, like there's probably going to be some sort of uh, raffle or something coming from Extraplasm soon, like keep your eyes peeled if you maybe, you know, want prizes and things, because I think it's time to maybe we do another uh, charity thing. And this is something that's been on my mind that like there's probably ways to support artists out there who make the things we love um, and who maybe aren't the A-list actors. They're the people who are doing things like riding around in an Ecto-1 in New York City in June in a flight suit and meeting kids and being nice, (laughs) um, but who are not the A-list actors, but also can't work, you know, so. Um, sorry if that was a ramble, Jason. <laughs> like, no, no. Um, I, you know what? Actually, it's weird that we're doing the podcast right now because uh, this is obviously going up different date than we're recording. Yeah. But uh, new breaking news, because I was just talking about variety deadline, you know, mm-hmm. news articles um, and, and semi Ghostbusters related here. Paul Rubens has passed away. What? Pee Wee Herman. 
No. Um, yeah, he the it just broke through variety. Uh Paul Rubin passed away, 70 years old. Uh apparently he died Sunday night uh of cancer. Uh, he kept it uh, private entirely, but Oh my god. Paul Rubens has has passed away. Okay, so that's yeah. a breaking news because um, that's literally an hour ago that they announced yeah. this in Variety. Yeah, like I said, I just kind of checked it out to to look at the uh, the the Barbie Oppenheimer post that I was kind of referencing there, and yeah. Um, oh my god. Okay, so this is going to be the, the most raw reaction that anybody's ever heard on Extraplasm because you and I are going to find out together that Pee Wee Herman has died. Um, yeah, I mean, for those that are unaware, I mean, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens. Uh, he was initially like there was not too sure exactly how far the talks went, but there was early like production concepts of Ghostbusters yeah. when it came to Gozer the Gozerian that uh, they kind of cast Gozer as a Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman type. Yes. Like, in terms of the suit, little bow tie and all that. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. This is wow. I just literally saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure on the big screen at Alamo Drafthouse like two weeks ago. Uh, and they had a replica of the peewee bike. And so this is like kind of crazy that I just saw that movie on a big screen. And now this is the news that we're finding out in the middle of the podcast. Uh, and so for some of you, if you're like, wow, the two of you just suddenly derailed. Yeah, we're kind of I'm in a shock. I don't know if you are, but that's not news. Yeah, I expected I mean, for my Monday. I mean, I, I think a lot of us, a lot of people who probably are listening to this. I mean, they grew up with Peewee's Playhouse, Paul Rubens, uh, Big Top Peewee, like all the film adaptations. Um, yeah, I mean. For me, this is a huge part of my childhood. And even as an adult, like, I mean, just a couple years ago, I went out and I, I collected all the old action figures again in the Pee Wee Playhouse and all that. Um, yeah, this is this is this is a pillar for, I think, a lot of people like in terms of their childhood. And uh, I, I gave out or I, I held on hope for years upon years for that eventual sequel that they did with Netflix some years ago uh, that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't big adventure, but it was still entertaining. It was yeah. fun. Um, and he had a live uh, stage show he did for a while. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, that was like the Genesis, if I'm not mistaken, of mm -hmm. the TV's show, right? Like it was obviously a little bit more raunchier. Yep. Um, but yeah, kind of like the, the origin of the, uh, the more kid friendly show. Yeah. Wow. That's a real shock. Um, and a real blow. So, um, I'm really sorry to hear that. And, uh, I do appreciate that that's a, a massive impact in terms of, uh, I mean, from Pee Wee's Playhouse to the films to, I mean, I'm just thinking about all the different stuff he worked at, even Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where he appears as like the, uh, the vampire who gets his arm chopped off and I yeah. can't remember his name. In the movie, I mean, but yeah, I, I've, I, I think I've even said it before randomly here on this podcast, but Batman Returns, my favorite yes. Batman. I mean, he was the penguins, you know, father in that. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's a big blow. Um, and I imagine there's going to be a, a lot of mourning to come about that because there's so many people who are huge fans of uh, that beloved personality. So Paul Rubin's impact is without question undeniable. Uh, you know, I think throughout the 1980s and I want to say that, you know, that as much as we're finding this out right now in the podcast and it's kind of raw and I may not have handled this <laughs> the most <laughs> apt way because I'm a little emotionally like what? Um, that's a person, a person who's had a huge impact on, uh, entertainment on comedy and uh, whose work I've really appreciated for many years. I would have always loved to have seen what it would have looked like to have him as Gozer. Um, and I think that he's been presented with like different artwork over the years, kind of illustrating mm -hmm. that, and that he was very appreciative of it. 
Um, I don't know how that I fell apart or why it didn't happen, but I would have loved to have seen it. So um, <clears throat> to Paul Rubens out there in the stars, um, thanks for everything you gave us. And um, uh, yeah, we'll try and get back to talking about some Ghostbusters stuff here and get on track. Um, let's talk, I guess, for a few minutes about um, developments that are going on with the Ghostbusters video games. So Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed is having a new DLC. We have heard about how there's going to be a new downloadable content package coming that's going to have a new ghost in it, presumably a new level. We didn't get to find out what those are yet. Hey, everybody, it's post-production Jim from the future. I'm just letting you know that even though I just said we don't know what the ghost is or the level is, that was true on Monday when the podcast was recorded. But today, on Tuesday, when the podcast is being released, that DLC we're about to talk about is actually coming out and the ghost, which appears to be a watcher ghost, including a bug eye variant uh, and a new level, which is apparently a nightclub, will be available uh, by the end of the day. So um, if you uh, can go ahead and listen to the rest of this segment where we talk about the other features in the DLC, but I'll be back next week with a much more detailed uh, view of it. And if you want to find out more about the DLC itself uh, in more detail than we talk about here, make sure you stop by GhostbustersNews.com for uh, some coverage. Okay, back to your episode. But we did get teases in a live stream that happened over the past week about um, some new weapons and gear you're going to be able to use in the game, as well as some things like, I think, audio updates to like the sounds in the game. And the big thing that's coming out of that is that Ghostbusters 2016 gear is part of what you'll now be able to put on your Ghostbusters. So um, that means that there can be even more drama <laughs> in the Ghostbusters world because oh my god people are gonna role play as 2016 people on video games oh. I'm kidding you can do whatever you want I probably will put those things on just to annoy people but <laughs> I um, mean yeah from a cosmetic standpoint I mean if, if you're out there saying that the gear doesn't look good I think you're lying to yourself yeah because the 2016 <clears throat> gear is awesome uh from just a technical standpoint uh, the cyclotron of the proton pack. I know the, uh, the the ghost traps a little. Some people are a little iffy on it, but especially the PK meter like this stuff looks great and it adapts to video game form like perfectly. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm interested to see how these I mean, they're going to play, I arguably the same way the other packs do because they're just gear shells. Uh, so it's not mm. like changing out the stuff, but it's going to be interesting to see how people customize and utilize the stuff because you can you know, use the 2016 uniforms. They added hairstyles uh, for the folks like from 2016. So like that's one of the things about Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed so far, as much as I'm probably playing less of it than I was at this point um, mm -hmm. and kind of feel a bit retired from online play to some extent. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's always been the ability to kind of customize your character and the previous releases. They figured out how to give you the pieces and components to build the real Ghostbusters characters and then the extreme Ghostbusters characters. So now people are going to have the folks, you know, the, or the pieces to build the 2016 characters, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, I say this all the time. More Ghostbusters is good. So if you're kind of sitting yeah. there going, why would they put these out? Because more Ghostbusters is good. And for some kids out there who are picking up this game and want to play it, that is their Ghostbusters. So to give them the ability to, uh, build characters who 
look like the ones that they identify with because they were kids when that movie came out in 2016. It's now seven years later and you know maybe they were seven, now they're 14 and they have a game console. That's their Ghostbusters. So um, I think it's cool that that's there. There's also some other announcements here that they're going to fix some stuff like um, they're fixing input locking that's happening with the RTV ghost trap, which I- I'm just going to say this. The RTV ghost trap is a thing you should not use if you want to be competitive in this game um, because it's however it is it is a thing to use if you want to like make a YouTube video and get views totally. I mean, that's pretty much the only time I've ever actually used it was <laughs> right. the RT ghost trap in action and I mean that got views that was it um, but yeah as, as a fundamental or like as an actual item that is better than the ghost trap no yeah no I just it makes it more difficult like why <laughs> but I will say there's a couple things they're doing here um, that I really like that they're going to do with this new update. One of them is they're going to let the Ghostbusters who have been sabotaged with their packs don't work still use their PKE blast function because this drives me crazy. The fact that when you get sabotaged and you can't shoot with your pack means that all of your firing inputs go dead on you, which means you can't switch to the PKE meter and use it to stun the ghost that has now just destroyed mm-hmm. your pack. As so you become defenseless, you're like, ah, crap. And all you can basically do is try and run away. Or hope that if you throw a trap on the ground, the ghost just runs in it. So giving the Ghostbusters the ability to still use a PKE blast while they're trying to fix the proton pack is a a huge thing in my mind of gameplay that stops some of the chain sliming that can go on with ghosts that makes it not fun. Um, And they're going to do this thing where they're altering the way the ghosts respawn to give the ghost an invincibility Um, for, say, like five seconds or so. They haven't said how long, I think, but. The idea is right now that a ghost comes, gets caught and it respawns out of a rift. And if the Ghostbusters happen to be standing next to that rift where they're destroying that rift, when the ghost pops out, they can just drop the trap and immediately catch the ghost before the player even has an opportunity to react um, with inputs because it's literally happening like they respawn into a trap. So they're going to create a a cooldown of some sort that's going to prevent Ghostbusters from catching the ghost right away on respawn. And so those are two things that at a gameplay level um, are huge, huge improvements. Yeah, it's like to the engine of this game that I think are really going to help with the gameplay, because I'll be honest, this game hit a point for me where it became just chain like watching people chain slime folks um, a while back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a, a, a mechanic that's really going to impact the game because the people who are going to stick around the longest are the most hardcore players who are willing to put up with like the frustration of being chain slime and figure out ways around it. But newcomers who enter into a public match and go up against like, I don't know, a third 10 year league player who decides to go stop pub matches and just destroy level twenties with chain sliming and then go in a discord forum and brag about it. Not that I've ever seen that happen, Uh, (laughs) but like, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that ruins and destroys a game's longevity in a community. So yeah. I think that these yeah. are good improvements. Yeah. But no, I uh, totally agree. Uh, really. I mean, the gameplay changes sound great. Uh, love, love, love the inclusion of 2016. Um, I mean, again, love the way the, the equipment looks. And for me, more customization options, the better. Uh, the fact too, that now, especially the hairstyles, they're quite diverse with like Holtzman's, uh, especially patties and the fact that you can obviously change the color of the hair and everything uh, really cool. And also too, I mean, outside of 2016, there are tons of new clothing options in terms of um, what is it there? It's the, uh, 
the skins for the the flight suits. What do they call those? Uh, the costumes. You mean? Yeah, like they're doing like a floral based. Um, oh yeah, like the patterns you can do now. That they have on them. Yeah, yeah, the patterns. They got like the floral one that you can do. There's, <laughs> There's like a some crazy stuff. Fungus. <laughs> yeah, one that like almost looks like a like an evil Knievel yep. type deal. I thought it was Super um, Dave. It, That's what it reminded me of. I was like, it's Super well, Dave I mean, Super, Osborne. It, it, it's Super Dave's evil Knievel though, right? right? Like that's what we're going for, you know. <laughs> What was this guy's name? Fuji Hatito? <laughs> yeah. His, his sidekick. Ah, ah. Um, but yeah, there's all that. And then you got the the new uh, tenure unlocks, which is, I don't know, the, the lab coat looks really cool. Uh, you got the uh, the white lab coat, and then you also have uh, possessed, like, terror dog-esque demon eyes. Yeah. Um, that's cool, because that's what I thought was interesting about that is they're going to let you have the glowing eyes as an option. That a possessed person has in the game, and it's like, well, that can be confusing. <laughs> like, maybe you'll yeah, find out your yeah. players. You're like, walk up to one of your teammates and go, "Are you possessed or not?" I'm not really sure. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so that's kind of fun. You'll be able to walk around as a kind of possessed person who busts ghosts. Um, if you want to get really goth now, you totally can because you can have like glowing green eyes and purple hair and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what it's going to look like. There's it's important to also know if you're a big fan of this game that uh, if you're into the necro skins, they've been doing uh, for a while where they would put out like a necro man, a necromancer version of Slimer. And then I think they did one of um, maybe they did it to the basher ghost. I can't remember off the top of my head, which yeah. ghost they've done yeah. this with, but yeah, this is the, uh, the third round yeah. of them. So the third round of them, they're going to be doing Twitch drops again uh, for this. And that's going to be happening between August 1st at noon and August 15th, where one skin is going to unlock uh, for each two hours that you have participated in for the spirits unleashed streams. So uh, if you're into that, if you have, are you, are you a spirits unleashed fan or if you're a collector of all of the skins, prepare to fire up your Twitch to go watch some stuff um, and earn some credit. or, you know, just fire up Twitch and put it on mute and then just close the window. Whatever. I mean, you're doing the I cheating do that. version. That's not that I recommend doing that by any means, because, you know, there are some really good people out there. They're streaming. They're doing great. They're growing, doing great work. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, if you, if you, if you just want to get the stuff and uh, not have to interact <laughs> with anybody, you know, I don't know. You busy person, busy boy. I, I can't realize that window. I can't pretend that I don't teach classes online. It's not as if I don't think I have students who do this regularly. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, setting the thing on mute and letting it play in the background is how all kinds of people get through all kinds of certifications and all kinds of things. Um, and you'll learn that in, in, in the business world, I guess. Oh, God, where are we going with this? <laughs> anyway, um, Okay, so we talked about the video game. We could talk for a second. Um, we'll put this here because I was like, we should put it in video game news or fan news. Uh, you've actually got a story about this, that there's oh, a okay. Ghostbusters video game concept that was shared by Slopes Game Room on YouTube, which if folks have never watched Slopes Game Room, Slopes Game Room is a channel where this guy, DJ Slope, reviews uh, often. He doesn't he reviews video games, but often he's doing like like a kickstarters that people kind of like ripped off other people with on, on video games like hey i'm making a video game on this and i'll take your money and then i actually turned into a train wreck and scan everybody and he kind of reveals how or he does behind the scenes stuff where he'll review stuff and so um he revealed a series of concept designs that came from uh, this game developer secret base 
and they were like 16 bit style games. And one of them was a Ghostbusters game. So, um, yeah, this was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I first saw this and I was like, you know what? This isn't newsworthy, right? Like, it's just a random independent game company. I thought that here's a Ghostbusters game. You know, we were trying to make it and maybe it would be like an unofficial release or something like that. But no, it turns out these guys, uh, they developed the brand new Double Dragon uh, Gaiden game. So they're actually like a legit developing studio. And randomly, I guess they just shared all this stuff stuff with Slope's Game Room. They shared, the you know, Ghostbuster art. Uh, their own rendition of Golden Axe, a, what else did we, have? did we have here? It was Marvel Avengers, and also there was one more, I'm just trying to remember what it was here. Oh, uh, Mighty Final Fight. So mm, yeah. it was their own renditions. All the games, they kind of have like a similar look and style to them. Yep. But um, yeah, this was just stuff. I'm guessing that in their earlier days, they were just kind of shopping around and, you know, kind of seeing if there was any interest. And I don't know, me, myself personally, 2D Ghostbuster games, they've always been rather basic yep not that you know basic is bad because the sega genesis one is like my probably my all-time favorite ghostbusters game i love that game but it introduces like this really cool kind of almost mini game concept where when you try and bust a ghost or zap a ghost um you have to intersect like this little circle with skulls that appear on screen i think if you hit like two or three in a row you then trap the ghost so each time you want to trap there is like a little mini game that kind of pops up and everything and uh, there is a sample video of that that, that actually got uploaded in a uh, separate tweet. Actually, is it, is it a tweet? Are we still calling them tweets? I, I don't know. Oh, Elon. Well, that's what's funny. If you look at that at the app, which I'm currently calling Twixter because it's my new favorite name for it. Um, if you look at the app, that's no longer called Twitter. The action you would take in sending out a message is still to tweet somebody because you can't hmm. really X somebody. <laughs> All right. So, yes, I so, think they're yeah. still called tweets. <laughs> There's an additional tweet then um, where it provides a bit of a closer look and it's of Egon trapping Slimer. The whole trap sequence plays out. It's pretty basic. I mean, you can tell they weren't too far along. Uh, this is very much like, hey, we're going to show this to Sony. This is what we have in mind type of thing. Um, and I have no idea even if they ever showed it to Sony, but it's been dated around 2015. So like this is like a pre like, yeah. this is before the 2016 reboot and everything. Um, but very much an original, you know, canon style adaptation of the game. Like the background appears to be the New York public library, kind of like a rundown library. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks cool. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm all up for more 2d ghostbuster gaming and I'm not opposed to even like, if they want to do another, like, you know, smartphone release, I'm okay with that. Uh, cause it kind of seems like this, what visually, this is what kind of like this game reminds me of is more like a smartphone style release. Uh, especially with like the whole mini game where you can maybe like tap the screen. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I thought that this looked pretty interesting. I think that there was, you know, I think you're right. that This is probably something where they developed a series of different prototypes and kind of tried to shop mm-hmm. them around and said, this is what we could do with our, you know, 2d 16 bit looking engine, uh, that we can port to different consoles and as cross platform or whatever it was they're going to do with it. But I liked the little, you know, dynamic they had of how you'd capture a ghost where it was like, they kind of, you shot it, you caught it in a beam, it was stuck in a circle. And then you had to like eliminate a series of skulls or whatever it was in a circle to actually activate the trap. And so, um, you know, I think that to me, that's more thought out than most (laughs) ghostbusters video games that are 2d have ever been about how to catch a ghost. (laughs) Um, yeah, go back to the original game, like the, where it's the one with the weird grid with the Zool building. Uh, <laughs> in that game, it's just mm-hmm. like you throw a trap out and you've got to not 
cross two lines together at the same time as you hold the ghost. And it's like the most rudimentary thing where you push a button and a square comes out of the floor and tries to suck the ghost down. Um, <laughs> you know, pretty basic. And then I don't even like I'm thinking about it. Did the Ghostbusters 2 game for the NES even have a trap mechanism? Yeah, it did. did it? Um, you didn't really have to do it, but it, it, it kind of worked nicely when it came to like any obstacles that you obviously couldn't, you know, zap. Yeah. But anything that was like bouncing towards you, you okay. kind of used it for that. So you'd like I think it was like the select button, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it was the start button. I forget. I, I remember that game didn't have a start or a, a, a pause. pause yeah. 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 Um, thank you, James Rolfe, for, for reminding me of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it was just something where you you didn't really have to use it, but it kind of came in handy in later levels, like when you were in the museum and yeah. there was like some of those like zigzaggy style ghosts that you had to like kind of get around. Um, and actually speaking of Secret Base, again, the, the company that was behind this uh, early draft, this early art. Uh, I'm checking out their their Twitter right now or their X and um, their pinned tweet is from 2015 and it says mock up of hashtag uh, Avengers Age of Ultron as a 90s arcade brawler. Please tell at Marvel if you want this made. So <laughs> and that's like their pinned tweet. There is a studio or a developing studio behind the brand new Double Dragon game and their pinned tweet is like. Tell Marvel you want this this game made. I don't know. I think I would probably pin. Hey, we made Double Dragon. Billy and Jimmy or Jimmy and Biffy and whatever their names Jimmy are. They're Bimmy. back. <laughs> Jimmy and Bimmy. 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 That's a great name. I always wanted to have uh, uh, twins. Jimmy and Bimmy. But um, yeah, no, that, that just surprises me because like they're now becoming a, a pretty decently known studio and like their pin tweet is almost like uh, somebody who would post like DeviantArt. Like, <laughs> Tell them you want this made, but I do want that made. I do want this Ghostbusters game made. I would, I mean, so. yeah, I, I would be down to check this out and play it. I would have been interested to see it. And I, mean, I don't think we're ever going to see it because I, you know, no, but, no. Um, it was something that looks interesting. And, uh, you know, I think that concepts like this, the bummer I have is that we never see them. Like we, we get to see them in these little bits and pieces and we know it exists somewhere. It's kind of like, I think about the Ghostbusters video game, the number of times we've heard about the parade level, someone has those files. Yeah. We've, we've never seen them, but somebody has them, you know, and it's like, I wish there was a place to, um, you know, I don't know, a digital museum or something that just curated all this content that gets unused and you could mm -hmm. just rid through it and be like, this is the alternate reality of what you could have had, you know, sort of the pop cultural uh, fork in the timeline that <laughs> imagine if this had been produced and you could just go fall down those rabbit holes for a day but i don't know maybe someday maybe somebody like the strong museum of play will end up with a collection like that someday um which is a really cool museum in new york that is a video game play museum but um yeah i don't know it would have been interesting to see this if you want to see these images you want to see a, uh you know sort of write up on it go check out jason's coverage of this on ghostbusters news uh because it's all really well put together and really comprehensively like discussed. You don't have to go hunt through all the tweets to find it, but you can go follow the links if you want to. So good job. You did excellent. <laughs> oh, okay. Then <laughs> there's your, your attaboy for the day. I'm giving you one. Attaboy. You, you did good. You did good. Hey, I did good. You always do good. You do good work. So we should bounce back real quick. We talk about video games, but uh, there's one other thing in terms of production stuff we could talk about for a second that I kind of forgot about. Um, Alamo Drafthouse had their screenings over the weekend uh, with Jason Reitman in New York City, where they showed the Ghostbusters work print. And I would have loved to have gone to this because 
they've never shown the work print on a big screen since like show West of 1983 or something. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it would have been a really cool experience, but uh, you may see these images out there, folks of, of different folks who got to meet Jason Reitman over the weekend because he was there uh, introing the movie and met some folks after some of the screenings. I don't think everybody got to see him after each screening because he was introducing the next screening in a row. But I know that uh, the folks yeah. from Ecto one NJ and Ecto tech uh, got to have him meet the car, uh, which is pretty cool. So the Ecto one NJ car, which has appeared at hook and ladder eight a number of times and is well known around New York city has now been Jason Reitman signed and approved. Um, so congratulations to you. Your car is now legit as if it wasn't before. <laughs> but, um, I'm hoping if you if you were at this event and you have like info to share, you want to talk about how it went. If you want to give me a debrief out there uh, in listener land, feel free to hit me up at Extra Plasma on Instagram or Twitter or reach out to Jason, because I think that um, neither of us have really talked to anybody who was really there. yet. No, so. like I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I may post about it you know jason reitman he was the one he went on instagram he was like hey come yeah come join me in new york and that's how i caught wind of it like i'm gonna feature this and then of course like the first batch of tickets they sold out and then a couple days later they added two more screenings uh which is probably why jason wasn't able to meet with everybody yeah. because rather than two screenings now there was four um but yeah no i'm i'm kind of surprised that aside from a couple photos here and there that not too much else has been kind of released of it uh maybe there was maybe like a no filming thing when it came to him yeah i imagine his opening i would i would assume but um, no, I mean, really cool. Everybody that, you know, they got the chance to, to check it out. Uh, he was wearing one of those really cool. Uh, what is it there? The Ghostbuster. The Panavision the, shirt. The Panavision shirt. Yeah. 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 He was wearing one of those, uh, which, by the way, I mean, you can you can buy an homage to it on the Ghostbuster store. <laughs> I just want to say if you like the if you saw that image and you like that shirt. Then you can buy it and you can wear it. Yeah. And you can be like, yeah, I yeah. am wearing a bootleg shirt. Hey, 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 you don't, the bootleg's not, uh, it's an homage is what it is. It's I, not a bootleg. I was under the homage. impression it was just bespoke. Oh no, it's a, <laughs> it's official, but not. <laughs> it's what it is. It's excellent. You know? That's what it is. It, I want one. Uh, I'm going to buy one. A loving recreation, a retelling if it were. I'm going to get one. I'm going to go t-shirt shopping this week because I need to. So let's talk about some merchandise for a few minutes. Um, we've mm. covered the the movies. We've covered the video games. So let's talk about some toys and things. Um, first things, I want to remind folks that we don't know what it is, but there is allegedly some Hasbro thing that's going to happen. That's going to happen yes. like within the next week or so, because it's going to happen on the 10th of August. Um, so there will be another extra plasm between now and then, presumably, unless like, I don't know, chaos reigns. But um, August 10th, we're supposed to be seeing some sort of reveal from Hasbro uh, that I talked about a bit last week on the podcast. There's been no new news on this, but I still want to speculate about it more because Jason's here and it's fun. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I am interested to see what this is. I talked about this last week that there's some sort of reveal that goes that the Hasbro tease on entertainment earth's drop zone calendar said something along the lines of, we have news to share, but we don't want to cross the streams or the streamers for that matter. Um, and I couldn't decide what that meant for a while. I was like, maybe it just means like, we're going to get more Kenner classic stuff. And then I was like, maybe it means mm -hmm. they're going to have like some streamers on like some YouTube streamers or something. And they don't want to cross them. Yeah. 
Um, which is still kind of what I well, think it might mean. I know what it is. Oh, you do? Yeah. What is it? Gonna have to find out August 10th. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I honestly, I don't know what it is. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. Um, but you know what I think it is? I don't, I, I really don't know. But um, I'm going to throw something out there. I'm going to throw something out there right now. Uh, I think there is a reason. Like they said, you know, don't cross the streams or streamers. I think that streamers thing does have a lot more weight. I do too. People are letting on because a lot of people are like, hey, they're going to do Kenner Classics or we're going to get in our, our TV trap. Um, no, I don't think we're going to get either of those. If they either would do, I'll be happy. But I would not doubt. And if they made it, I would be so happy. Um, I would not doubt maybe we're going to get a Ghostbusters Fortnite collab. Oh, that's not at all what I thought they, you were going to say. They had the, Interesting. They had the skins. They had the skins. Maybe there'll be something with that. And uh, Fortnite, they, they're Hasbro, right? Like Hasbro makes their, their products and everything. And I guess. On I don't know. I, I admit, I don't know they, much about Fortnite. It, well, the kids play it. Um, but no, it, <laughs> it, it, it's on Hasbro Pulse. So they, they got to be making it. Um, yep. Hasbropulse.com slash collection slash Fortnite. There they are. A guy has a disco ball. Um, what is this Fortnite victory? What's a bush ranger? There's a, <laughs> there's a Fortnite character that looks like a big bush and it, uh, like a, like a shrub. Um, and yeah. Okay. But yeah, maybe a Fortnite character. I don't know. This is really out of left field. Um, and is it going to be a figure? Is it going to be a series? Like we, we don't know. You know what's that's, happening. Here. It's you I hadn't thought of that, but now that you say that, I'm like, it could be that because it could be something like Twitch streamers and Fortnite and crossing the streamers. Cause it could be that. I was like, maybe they mean like, you know, toy toy streamers. And then I got into this other thought that I was like, maybe they're gonna do a very Hasbro thing. And they're gonna turn around and be like, We're not gonna show you anything really new at all. We're just gonna take the shotgun barrel off of that Hasbro Neutrona wand, Ooh. and we're just gonna put up you know, an 84 wand out and be like, cross the streamers. Cause it's a streamer. Um, and I'm probably wrong about that too, but I, part of my heart of in my heart, I still think like there's a potentiality for strong potentiality for some more Kenner classics. Cause we know that yeah. we saw some like sculpts that never got released that were in behind the scenes footage, it, but yeah, it is categorized as, um, I'm just looking at their drop zone section right now. Uh, this is where it came from EntertainmentEarth.com's drop zone section. It is listed as action figures. Like, yeah, they have like a little subcategory here. So, yeah, I can't see us getting like a prop or, or anything like that. And I would think it, most likely if we're ever going to get another prop, likely it'll be a HasLab. Yeah, unless but it's something smaller like a PK meter. If you look but, at the shipping um, boxes for the props, including mm -hmm. the RTV trap that you have, they actually say on the side of them action figures. Because yeah, Hasbro's disorganized how they, they categorize, like when they do shipping and wholesaling, yeah. they're, they're categorized under the action figure banner for some reason. I don't know why, but. So that's why I was like, when I, I agree with you, I would, I would tend to think it's action figures, but, um, but there is that weird dynamic that all the other props they've put out, they say action figures also, on the side of the box. Okay. Well, if you want to show me up here on this podcast, I'll tell you one thing. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm just showing you up. You already said, you know, what's happening and that we just have I to do. find out on August 10th. You're going to find out on August day before my birthday. <laughs> um, so they use the word dazzled. Yeah, that too. Yeah, what's going on with that? Yeah. Like who who uses the word dazzle? Mm -hmm. 
Huh? That's like Dazzler what? from X-Men. That's about it. Ooh. <laughs> they make those toys too. They do. That's what it's going to be. Is it's da- going to be an all Dazzler crossover. <laughs> Is Dazzler streaming now? Is it a real, like, what's happening? I- <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I, so I, I'm, we're reading a little bit probably into like a 10 word <laughs> blurb as to what it is, but it's been bothering me since I saw it. I'm like, I don't, I originally was like Kenner classics makes the most sense, but that, that the need, if you go back and look at all the other drop zone calendar entries, they all have a play on words that reveal something about what they are, all of them. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, so this has got to be some sort of streams. Don't cross the streams and streamers. And I was like, maybe it's a bike that has like little streamers that come off the handles. <laughs> You'd be funny. Is the person writing this up? They had no idea about Ghostbusters or across the streams. And it's actually just some streamer action figure that somehow connects with the word dazzle. And like they have no, it's just by chance. They're like, we don't want to cross the streams. All right, I'm going to throw out what? something. It's totally not, but it would be weird if it was. What if instead of the selfie series, they're putting out the streamer series? And it's like an action figure that looks like you, but it's got a webcam embedded in its head. <laughs> oh, okay. And it just looks at you, stares you down so that you can stream. <laughs> Beyond the toys, we do know that one of the things that has come out is that fun.com slash Halloween costumes.com. Their long delayed proton pack has finally mm. arrived. And as I predicted on last week's episode, I said, I actually said this, I said, um, for full blown coverage of this, you should probably turn to Ghostbusters news because it's inevitable that Jason Fitzsimmons will review this on video. And then you did. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Jason Fitzsimmons has no control over his money. So of course he's going to review this. Um, no, luckily, uh, Halloween costumes, they, they, they. I, I, you know, they, they were aware of all the editorials that we've been publishing over the past uh, year and a half when it was first announced back in January of 2022. And uh, they reached out and they're like, hey, you want you want one of these? You want to review it? Be, OK, cool. Yeah, I'll review one of these. Um, so did up a review on it there and they didn't tell me what to say, what not to say. So <laughs> all my opinion. But at the same time, man, like I. I usually come from a positive outlook. Like yeah. typically if it's something Ghostbusters, I mean, I don't know, man. Like I, I was eating those going back to those tropical Twinkies. I was going back to, I was eating a whole box and one saying like muncher. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, it has, it has some weird connection to muncher. Um, so typically for something that's Ghostbusters for me to hate, it's got to really like, I don't, it's got to kill a family member or something, you know, like right. it's got a, you know, it's, <laughs> Uh, not that a toy's ever done that, but you know, it's gotta, it's gotta do something wrong. It's gotta, <laughs> it's, gotta it, it's gotta hurt my heart very deeply. So I don't really hate this pack. Like the, uh, a lot of people do. Yeah. And it's kind of funny too. Cause if you go through like any social media posts, when I post about this proton pack online, um, there's a lot of likes people seem to like it, but man, there was a lot of people vocal about it and justifiably so because the price point given the competition that's out there. I mean, this thing sells for $499 as like its base price tag. Um, yeah. And that's a lot of money to spend nowadays when it comes to a, you know, what you'd call a toy proton pack. Yeah, you're not wrong. It, it, I it's mean, pricey. the HasLab pack arguably costs that much when you bundle in the wand and mm. consider that you have to buy a wand to go with it. And if you consider that you well, have to throw an Alice frame on it, if you want it to be 
you know, but, but to be real, that feels like a, um, a functional prop that does a lot more yeah. and is a lot, and, you know, more accurate. So, yeah. And well, when it comes to the, the Hasbro pack too, like, uh, we don't really know what the markup was, right? We don't really <clears> know. I mean, that was a totally different, as I said in the, the full video review for the, the proton pack, I didn't really want to compare it directly with that just yeah. because it was a totally different business model. I mean, it was crowdfunded. Um, we don't really know what the overhead was like. We don't really know what the markup, like there's so many things there and we don't know when you factor in everything that took place when it came to the pandemic, um, how much money was actually made on those proton packs. Right. I think like, you're, and I think that you made a wise move when you did the comparison in the video of like saying, look, I'm going to show you all three so you can see how they look on size and cosmetics. But in terms of talking about comparing two products, like let's compare mm-hmm. this and the spirit pack because you're right. Like they were a different business model. And I also think about that from this standpoint that, um, Hasbro benefited by having the access to the actual prop. Like they had the ability, yeah. like somebody scanned them a 3d scan of the actual prop where they did it themselves. So when it came time to figure out how to build that thing and make it into a toy modularly, they had the reference files. Whereas if you look at like spirit or if you look at fun, they are mm-hmm. working from a concept and then building something that looks like the thing. Right. And so, um, yeah. I, I even think about that comparing like the spirit and the, um, the fun pack. One of the things I will say about the fun pack, I think is actually a detail I like is that the, uh, cyclotron, the whole housing is rounded. Like it has that rounded yeah. edge where if That's you look at the spirit tip. pack, it's very hard edge. Like somebody just went into mm-hmm. a, you know, a, and, a CAD program and made a circle and then it was just, Boom, it's got hard lines on it, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of the funny thing is a lot of people when they want to, like when they go to the, when you go into a comment section, anytime something about this pack is pro, you know, posted, they'll compare it to the spirit in terms of like, oh, you know, half the price, more functionality, more accurate. Like, mm, I don't know if it's more accurate. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, between the two, like, uh, and I said this actually to Halloween costumes because uh, HalloweenCostumesFun.com, like it's funny, their whole name thing, uh, I messaged, (laughs) I asked them one day, like, so what's so, so your name? HowlandCostumes.com, Fun.com. What's going on there? Oh, like, it's just. Oh, on I, Instagram, I think they're honestly, fun costumes is my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I think honestly, it's a great fallback because, you know, come that August to October. Yeah, they do great business as Halloween costumes right. and throughout the rest of the year, it's Fun.com. Sure. You know, that's that's probably what happens. It's like Spirit um, and Spencer's. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But no, going back to, uh, you know, these comments, people are like, hey. Uh, you know, the proton pack, the spirit pack, some people are saying it, it looks more accurate. It doesn't, um, both have pluses, negatives yeah. between the two. And when I was talking to, to the guys at Halloween costumes, I was like, and this is not me straight up kissing rear, you know, kissing the rear end. It's me saying like what I feel. I actually like the look overall mm-hmm. of the Halloween costumes pack over the spirit pack. That's not saying I don't like the spirit pack right. because especially for the price point of two fifty, it looks great. Yeah. And I think their Neutrona wand is much better on the spirit pack over the Halloween costumes. Even the fact that it doesn't have like the actual switches that you can like, you know, move up and down or anything. I think the overall look of it, it looks better, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's really that price point that really gets a lot of people hung up. And I get that. I understand that. But at the same time, the pack delays, it wasn't because of they were refining it. They were, you know, redoing the look of it. You know, they were taking fan criticism, which I think I really wish they did especially considering there's a sticker on there that doesn't say slow blow when it should. Uh, and that was pointed out back in January. <laughs> it's um, a slow bowl, <laughs> slow bowl, slow bowl. Um, 
so obviously they weren't refining it in this time. Um, I've been told this was due to like various safety protocols, different right. things that they had to adhere to. And I mean, these are being made over, you know, some other country, you know, they're being manufactured in. Uh, there's probably a disconnect. And at the same time, too, I mean, Halloween costumes, fun.com, they're really starting to get into making their own stuff. Right. So when it comes to a delay, this is probably one delay on a list of like tons of other delays, mm-hmm. you know, like there's probably tons of other items that are getting delayed for them that they then have to look at one by one by one. Right. And, okay. How can we do this? So I can see why this got delayed. And at the same time, it sucks for them because they knew Hasbro was coming out with their pack. What was the real kicker though, was spirit Halloween. Uh, I don't yeah. think really anybody knew that was coming. Uh, obviously aside from spirit and the fact that they not only announced, but they released it on the same day. Uh, that was huge. <laughs> kind of that was, the that, you know, yeah. 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 And, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I converse with a lot of these companies, at least I try to, and, um, I, I don't really know what the internal temperature was like at HalloweenCostumesFun.com when that, when that was announced, but I'm sure it wasn't a day of celebration yeah. at all. I am um, um, thinking about that safety or the safety protocols thing. I have been thinking about this for a while of what was it? Like, what would you need to make safe? It's not a projectile. Yeah. It's not, you know, it it doesn't do anything different than the spirit pack does. If anything, you could argue that it does less. And I'm wondering if somebody inside, and this is, I have no idea, this is total speculation, but if somebody inside of fun or Halloween costumes began to get anxious at the point that Hasbro started putting that orange plug on neutronal wands and went, do we need to do the same thing? Right. Do, are we a toy? And the reality of like, if you think about, why that had to happen. Originally Hasbro said they didn't put that plug on there because it was designed as a collector's piece to be displayed. And at the point that they produced the proton pack, they were now selling their neutrona wand as a role play item. So they felt that needed to have the orange plug on it. But I believe that part of the reason it needed to have the orange plug on it was because they literally put a mock shotgun muzzle on it. Like, and when hey, look, we have gun parts that we made that we put on this thing. And so that totally changed the orientation of having because now it's a toy firearm or derivative. Right. Um, whereas and so that means by 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 U.S. law, it has anything. It's a toy firearm has to have an orange plug in it. But if you look at the spirit pack, it doesn't have an orange plug. And in the end of the day, the Halloween costumes pack also doesn't. So I wonder if there was there some sort of internal discussion of like, is it or isn't it a firearm like which is the kind yeah. of conversation that you have to have at a convention going through the metal detector with the security guard who's <laughs> like can't bring your proton pack in. It looks like a gun. You're like, no, it doesn't. It looks like a giant backpack with a laser on it. What are you talking about? But it is interesting to me. Like, what was that safety concern? You know, was it as simple yeah. as, hey, it has batteries in it, so it needs to be inspected because it could short out and kill a child somehow? I, I don't <laughs> Which seems unlikely, but oh my Lord. You know, I don't know. Good Lord. Look, oh. when you talk about things that are going to go on kids, that's why, it, you know, but, but to be fair, I don't even know if a kid could wear that pack because the thing is well, huge. At the same time too, <laughs> this pack does have, uh, and actually the one thing I didn't mention in the video and I kicked myself because like one of the first comments was how much does it weigh? I'm like, ah, oh, frig. Yeah. Okay. I missed that. Um, but it, it, it's actually quite, you know, it's got some girth, uh, obviously if you, yeah. if you look at the thing. Um, I would say it's a, it's a hair lesser than the Hasbro pack. Okay. Uh, mainly because of what it's made out of. I mean, it's like that really thick, I almost compared it to, or I did compare it to like a really thick vinyl. Um, 
for anybody that has the tub stay puffed marshmallow man like the duck yeah i would say it's very like it's got a very 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 faint amount of give um but it's you could probably beat that thing up against a wall like at a convention or what have you and it's not going to show a dent it's not going to get hurt like it is probably like awkwardly enough that's one of its biggest selling points to me is the fact that it can take a hit right and uh, if I'm ever going to do an event where there's going to be a photo op session, and we're going to slap it onto people's backs. Like I can put that on somebody and I'm not going to have to worry about an iron arm breaking off or anything like that. Like it's, and it's going to look the part too. And I will say to their credit, and maybe it was another safety concern issue. The fact that they did include uh, the frame for the proton mm-hmm. pack um, is a huge, huge win for them. Um, that totally gets derailed once you realize there's no power cell and you know, <laughs> right. bumpers connected and all that. Um, but actually having that attached there, uh, I think makes such a huge difference in terms of just putting on your, you know, on yourself the first time, right. because the way the proton pack sits and how high it sits up, like to me, that's one of the biggest things when it comes to a pack. Like I don't mean to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a snob by any means. Anybody can wear a proton mm-hmm. pack. I don't care what proton pack you're wearing, but one of the weirdest first things I ever noticed is how high a pack is setting up on someone too high, too low. It's just something that my, it's, well, my eye catches the first and I love the way that pack sits. And it's one of the rare few packs that's like out of the box. I'd be like, you know, I could have this on display at a convention. I really wouldn't think too much about it. The average person is not going to notice, you know, a power cell being a sticker. The average person is not going to notice the bumper. Like they're not going to know that it's not supposed to look like that. Right. Um, they're just going to be like, Hey, a proton pack. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's the big thing I always say about proton packs and people see them in public is that they rarely that we all know what's wrong with them, but yeah. the average person doesn't. And that is without question, like the biggest one. <laughs> like if you want, if you want the show stopping big pack, that's what you need is, is that one. But I will say that I remind what it reminded me of is I saw you working with it. Um, it reminded me of Rubbermaid, like the material that it's made out of. I was like, this okay, seems yeah, like it's yeah. almost like a Rubbermaid tub, like the, the, you know, the Sterilite or Rubbermaid plastic bendable tubs that, They'll have some give yeah. to them, but they're really rigid. I mean, you can literally take them and throw them down a flight of stairs um, with full of stuff and like nothing will happen to the tub itself. And uh, surprisingly, one of my favorite parts about the pack, too. I mean, we're, we're talking construction. I do love the motherboard. I know it's not screen accurate by any yeah. means in terms of how thick that thing is, but uh, I just love the look of it. I, I know somebody on my uh, the, the Facebook page, they were like, that reminds me a lot of one of those Universal Stage Show packs. Yeah, I saw and that comment. Yeah. Mentally. When I, when I read that, I was like, oh, now I got to get one. Like even before like <laughs> Halloween reached out, I was like, well, I guess I got to get one regardless now because I've always been intrigued by those packs. And I, I know it's not the most accurate in the world. I, I get that. I no, understand but that. It still has um, its place. And, and I feel really, I, I feel bad, honestly, for Halloween costumes because the market has changed so much in the past couple of years that had that thing got released a couple of years ago, man. They would have been cleaning up and not saying they're not. I mean, they could be selling proton packs quite well, but uh, I can tell you they're not probably being sold as well as they would have a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that uh, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's just for, for me, it, again, it's a shame because this company, it's a company that clearly they want to do Ghostbuster stuff. They mm-hmm. want to make exclusive <clears throat> Ghostbuster merchandise. Yeah. Um, and I really hope. And let me tell you, fun.com, HalloweenCostumes.com. If you're if you're listening to this, <laughs> uh, if you if you guys you know, need a consultant. Uh, hi. Um, but I just feel like there should have been just one more round of like, okay, what is something, what can we change? Yeah. You know, like what, what is one or two things? 
Because if there was that power cell change, and especially on top of the power cell, the bumper being separate piece, it would have found such a bigger market. Um, I, yeah. I think it would have spoke to so many more fans. Um, because then in there, I mean, that totally, that totally retracts the whole debate of people being like, oh, well, the cyclotron looks bad. It'd be like, okay, well, all right. I mean, you didn't say anything about the spirit pack. Yeah. Not, it, it's also not if, accurate. If it know? had, like, and I think that's the biggest challenge, right? If it had the, the same yeah. features as the yeah. spirit pack and it was, I, I think, I don't know if you can get to 500. I still think that's a big stretch, but I think that you have a pack that looks, you know, more apart, but. Let me be clear. I'm not making a, an argument of like, you should spend 500 bucks on this pack. I don't think you should. <laughs> um, but the thing with HalloweenCostumes.com and Fun.com is they don't want you to spend $500 on no. this pack because nine times out of 10, you can find a 20%, 25% yes. discount code easily yep. uh, with no problem. And as we near Halloween, there'll be additional discounts on it. Yeah. There is no doubt going to be additional discounts. Um, I don't see this going to be, it's not probably not going to be one of their items. that's going to go up in price. Like last no. year with their stay puff marshmallow man inflatables and stuff, this thing will probably stay at four 99 tops, but you'll probably see discounts or at least, you know, right at checkout discounts. Something will probably happen. Um, if, if you want one, um, but yeah, it, it's not, it's not four 99 out of the box. I'm not even saying for $400, it's worth it. Uh, maybe if you're in the UK and you can't get a spirit pack, yeah, that's what okay. I was going to say. If you're an um, international like fan and who's outside North America, like that's probably yeah. an option that actually is maybe potentially your most affordable without having to do a lot of building yourself. And so, you know, it has, there is some potentiality there for people to use it. I joked last week that it was going to be called the intercontinental pack. Um, cause mm -hmm. it was the one that would be outside of North America, but, um, and you know, as I kind of showed in the video there too, the dismantling of the pack, like it's, it's, it's in yeah. sections. It's it's kind of unique in the sense that it's not just one big shell because when you look at it, it looks like a big shell. Like they really hid the divisions up quite nicely. Um, but yeah, you can separate the pack piece by piece. And so, I mean, if you want to put a power cell in there, from what I saw, it looks, it, it's kind of the, the plastic it's made out of. It, it's semi-hollow on the inside, obviously. Mm. Um, but you can't really get like a good shot in there, but I'm sure if I trimmed around it, you could kind of look in there and I'm, I'm sure it's hollow. You could add a, your own power cell in there, uh, run the wires down throughout it. And yeah, get power to it. No problem. Yeah. Like I, it'd be easy to do. It, I don't, I imagine it won't be long before somebody figures out, you know, some different mod tutorials for that pack. Um, but I already had a handful of people that make mods reach out to me through like Instagram and Facebook. Like, Hey, can you like provide me with this photo? Because <laughs> you know, they, they know, they right. know that there's going to be a market, like not yeah. just in the U S most likely in the UK, right. but there's going to be a market for this thing in some and way. And it'll um, be one that probably needs some new work because if you're going to change the scale of the pack, in this case, it's a little bigger yeah. than the spirit pack. You're going to probably need a, a bigger power cell light, right? If you're going to change the cyclotron lenses or, or lights, or you want to swap those out and you probably have to uh, space those out differently. So, you know, and I, yeah. But it'll come like that'll be there. That potentiality will be there. And I think, look, I'm just going to say this. Um, there's a lot of other shitty proton packs out there. Like if, if this is <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. Right. But like I don't mean like, no. oh, yours, a person listening. I mean, from the standpoint that um, a Novos's product cost a fortune. And I don't think anyone who ever got it was happy with it. Like, I, I don't think anyone who's ever walked away from their Novos pack if, if they got it, if they were like, yeah, I got everything I was supposed to get. And I feel like I got my value. Right. Um, yeah. I even look at something like the Viking props kit. Like, look, I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, but like there's different, there's different options that existed for years that would cost you almost as much, if not more than 
this pack. And they would have been things you still had to go build with and that, you know, you would go, oh, well, that's just like vacuum form stuff that doesn't really look good. And 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 for five hundred dollars, this is a shell that's going to be, quite frankly, easier to work with than any of those things were for somebody who wants to work from modding and not do a lot of building, you know, so as much as it's not accurate or whatever it is, it's still a price point that if you really want to build a large proton pack, it's probably going to work for you as a shell, especially if you're outside the US. So I know that may be an unpopular take with some folks, but like, you know, what, what can I tell you that I have a HasLab pack I have modified, I have a spirit pack with Maddie one, and I have a bunch of like, I don't even know what it is. I think that Austin identified that I might have Viking props parts or something that are Mm-hmm. Things they're nailed to a plywood motherboard that I bought on eBay five years ago. So it's like this is certainly a better option for somebody who's a consumer than buying parts nailed to a plywood motherboard on eBay. <laughs> like, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, I come from a, a mentality of like years ago. Like my first pack, it came from um, uh, it was a fellow member of the Ontario. It was a fellow member of the Ontario Ghostbusters. Uh, Colin was his name. Uh, he used to do like props and such like that. And that was my first, my first pack. And I liked it because it was, you know, like a fiberglass shell, but beforehand I was in the market for almost anything and everything. And like, I remember like looking at, you know, the old, like really rounded kind of pools and everything where like there was hardly no detail yeah. to them or anything like that. Like everything was just, uh, they could have been done better. Um, and if somebody has that, like the old, just like really almost like a hollow shell, it looked like, like yep. it was just, you could tell, you know, something wasn't right with it. Um, so I, I think mentally I still got a break from the, the idea that, you know, full proton packs used to be like at the entry level pricing was like twelve thirteen hundred dollars You know, it's, it's only just recently that Hasbro has totally changed the game and now spirit has changed right. the game and everybody's prices have been, you know, what they have in mind is just all over the place. And the, the weird thing that I feel like spirit Halloween is $250 for their full size pack. Okay, great. I'm really curious in the next couple of years, are we going to get yet another full size pack and loaded out, tricked out with, you know, really cool special features? Um, because like, I don't know, like a mass produced pack to me, like if you, if you re-release, let's say like a Hasbro pack, if Hasbro were like, Hey, we're going to do a new pack, 84 pack mass produce it and everything to me mentally, I'm like, I'm like, okay, what would you release it for now? Right. Like what's the market at? Would you release it for 99? No, probably not right. because that was a, a crowdfunding. Um, will you release a 750? Are people willing to pay that now? I don't know. Well, um, I mean, like that's not that I ever want to pay this much for a, a Ghostbusters item ever. And if anybody out there at Hasbro is listening, this is your piece of market research for me. Um, <laughs> like I saw the Robosin Grimlock videos. And if people don't know what this is, like Robosin is a line of Hasbro high end Transformers toys that are robotic. They have say like 160 mm-hmm. phrases. You can like, they interact with each other. And the most important thing they do from a transformers fan perspective is they literally self freaking transform. So they literally like go brap, 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 and they change shape and all the parts move and all these like complex things move such that it goes from being a truck to a robot or from being a robot to a dinosaur in the case of Grimlock. Right. And I think the cost on that Grimlock was somewhere in the ballpark of like $1,500, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I think this is a very cool piece, no doubt. Like, I think this is amazing. And I have collected, uh, no joke, like I paid like $750 for my Maddie trap in the aftermarket, like my first one, and then I bought a second one cheaper. But like, I, I have spent 
large amounts of money on Ghostbusters props. But if you told me that I was going to get a high end Ghostbusters item from Hasbro down the line, it was going to cost me $1,500. I would probably go, I can't like, I, I just, mm-hmm. my brain won't let me spend that much money on an object that's going to sit for me to look at. Right. And so it'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's nice. And so I think that while fun is charging a lot of money for this, it's the kind of situation where I don't think I don't think they they went too far on chart on what they, they're charging for it. But I don't think that you can charge much more than this. No, you know, like and let me let me be clear. Also, when it came to my video, I'm I'm actually quite thankful the response was what it, what it was. Yeah, because like I was trying to find a balancing act of, you know, trying not not to be I I didn't want to sugarcoat anything, but at the same time. I, I think in some of my videos, I've got kind of a personality and, you know, I don't, uh, I, I referenced earlier, I don't want to, you know, drop a, a James Rolfe F word over a proton pack right. or anything like that. Um, but for me, I, I wanted to do one thing. I didn't really want to try and make up someone's mind for them. I wanted to be like, okay, this is what this pack is. Yeah. This is what it has. This is what it doesn't have. Uh, it may be great for you guys in the UK or Paris, you know, wherever, uh, that may not have actual abilities to grab a spirit pack easily without having to pay a another courier on top of the standard shipping and then having to pay import fees and by the time you get it it's like eight hundred dollars nine hundred dollars um so i i just really wanted to present the facts to somebody uh that may be looking to buy you know this pack and that was another reason as to why i included the hasbro was you know hey maybe if you do want to go in the third party market and buy the hasbro pack after seeing this review great right i mean that wasn't that wasn't the point really? I mean, I'm, I'm here, no, but you know, showing it, all these, it's comparison, other one, but right. Like that's what you're yeah. doing is comparing and contrasting. And it's up to people to go make a decision about what they're doing. I don't think that you produced a video that was like, let me no, review a podcast, like review, review a podcast, review a proton pack, and then tell you which one is the best, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I did not want to do that by any means because obviously it's all, you know, it's all subjective in terms of yeah. what people are willing to pay. And, and the fact, again, that I, I almost feel like the Hasbro pack, given the business model, it's disqualified out of yeah. the other two in terms of a comparison. Well, and here's why, um, too. You're not going to buy one now for, for the price point. Like, you want to buy one now, then you're going to pay mm-hmm. eBay prices for it. You're going to like the yeah. starting price on your pack at a minimum is going to be six fifty, right? And that's just the yeah. pack. That's not the pack and the wand and the Alice frame. Like, that's just the pack. Right. So you're probably talking 650 to 700 now if you didn't get on board in the crowdfunding model when it existed. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I think you made the right choice when you when you compared what you compared. That being said, I think that, you know, um, if Halloweencostumes.com can figure out a future iteration of like future Ghostbuster stuff, should they copy spirit? No. But should they uh, make sure that what they're creating is at least parallel and feature set? Yes. Because like if you want people of, to make that choice, you got to give them something that's equal. So one of the big things that I, I really took out of the Halloween costumes um, and fun.com pack is that they're not afraid to take a risk. And that's a yeah. great thing when it comes to Ghostbuster props and collectibles, because they are constantly cranking out exclusives every couple months. It seems like, OK, we're doing everything from, you know, just a Halloween costume right. to a decoration. They're, they're, they're ready. And, uh, I have sat in on conversations with them where they're like, okay, this is, you know, what do you, they, they've asked me, what would you like to see? And I've, I've thrown out some pretty random things and I know a lot of people out there are like, Hey, did you, you know, did you mention a slime blower? (laughs) And whenever I say slime blower, I'm like, I know it's not going to possible, but slime blower. Right. Um, 
you know what? It doesn't seem that impossible. Yeah. Looking at the size of what they've done here. I mean, if you are able to construct it at home, like as long as it's not one big thing, it, it could be done. Um, they're, they're ready to take risks on this stuff. And I, I, again, I mean, the delay kind of killed them, but at least, at least they're not backing down. And from everything I've heard, I mean, we're going to dive into another product reveal soon, but there is more stuff coming from Halloween costumes and fun.com. And from what I've been hearing, it's going to be stuff that is outside of the box that people don't really you're not going to know you want it until you see it. Well, I'm going to know that yeah. I want my mini puffed garden gnomes when I see them because I have been talking mm-hmm. about them for a long time. And I don't at all think that those are being made because I want them and I keep talking about them. So they're like on a list alongside, a, you know, a, a 112 Ecto-1 of things well, I'm never getting. I mean... Are we going to, are we going to, are we going to get into my tangent about, uh, Ghostbusters waffle makers? Are we going to, oh, we can, we go down this well, because of course, why is it? Why, <laughs> why you could buy a death star waffle maker. You can buy all these star Wars ones, Marvel and everything. Ghostbusters logo is perfect for a waffle maker. You're I'm right. just, I'm going to stop it right there. Every time I talk to a company and they're like, Hey, you want to sit on like a, you know, you want to spitball ideas? Waffle maker. You're right. I don't disagree. I don't even care you. the company. You don't make kitchen accessories. I don't care. Make a waffle maker. <laughs> Get it done. Yeah. The Hasbro easy yeah. bake. Uh, <laughs> the Hasbro ecto bake waffle maker. There you go. That's... Yeah. I attended a conference call with Coca-Cola. You know what you guys should make? A waffle maker. <laughs> well, not there's Coca-Cola waffle makers. <laughs> not to not to keep not to. I feel bad because now we're going to talk about another merchandise product. that just coincidentally happens to be a Halloween costumes item. Yeah, that's. And um we got to talk about this slimer that they've revealed. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> there's a foam slimer sculpt that's coming out. Uh it's about 13 inches tall and it's slimer holding a slice of pizza in one hand and a hot dog in the other. And I'm going to tell you point blank, when I saw this originally, I was like super excited because slimer and pizza, I'm on board. Right? Like I everybody mm-hmm. who knows me knows I'm a freaking pizza fanatic and if you give me a the ability to have a 13 inch tall slimer sculpture that's gonna you know hold pizza and be drooling and whatnot i'm like i'm totally into that um but that being said (laughs) this thing has been revealed and i don't know how you feel about this but i'm gotta say that this is an indicator of how paint can really make or break a product yeah, it's uh, the the overall look of it there and everything. It's uh, I I wouldn't consider it. Uh, you, could, you could consider you could say it's rough. You could you could definitely have you could definitely say that. Um, it's definitely not the cleanest. Like comparing it to like other Slimer, uh, that we've seen like Spirit Halloween did their Slimer that was I guess it was around thirteen inches yeah. or so a couple years ago. So well several years ago now, um, which was just Slimer with his two little arms extended and not holding anything, um. But that that paintwork was very, very clean. This one, not so much. Yeah. And it's something where I feel like with this one, maybe less would be more where if you kind of simplified it and maybe almost had it like an old real Ghostbusters kind of color scheme where, you know, you don't really have the shadowing in the tongue. It's just one color. Mm -hmm. You don't really have all the shadowing in the teeth. You know, maybe just make them a slight kind of yellowish tinge. Um, You just simplify it a little bit. I think you could do some really good stuff because. Um, I know I've seen a shot of this. I, I shared a shot with you of it unpainted yeah. and the actual base sculpt of this thing. I think it looks great. Like it looks really good. Um, but it doesn't really, it, it, when I saw the, the f- finished product, 
it's not as good as I, I, I definitely had hoped it would be. I, it's a shame because you're right. The sculpt itself is like pretty solid and looks really nice. But yeah, aside from the fact that it's uh, missing crack. Yes, that too. You know, like it, it's got a, it's got, it looks like it has a rear end. We don't really have like any side profile shots. We got the front and back shot. Um, but it, it definitely looks like there's some booty, but we don't have uh booty cheek. It's just like one so. big, one big round. Like it, he, he's got, the, he's yeah. got that smear spirits unleashed booty. Yeah. So he's got, but you know? this is the thing but, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll say this too. I am growing wary or weary. Is that the right word? Rather than wary. Maybe I'm both. Um, <laughs> but of sculpted foam. I like, this is a $30 mm. item that is foam. And yeah. I'm like, okay, why? Like, this is something that if you, like, I would like to see this made out of uh, potentially plaster. I don't know. Resin, like something that is going to hold up over the years. And I would want to pay, I would be willing to pay more for it. Like if you were selling this mm-hmm. at 60 and you were making it out of plaster, I'd be like, cool, I'm going to have this. It's going to be an item. It's going to be like one of my diamond select banks or something that, um, you know, is, or that is durable. Whereas I feel like when we get these sculptures that are made out of this hard foam, inevitably they're going to fall apart. The paint's going to start to peel off of them. They're going to start to flake. They don't take damage or storage well. And so if there's like a piece of feedback I would give to Halloween costumes here, it's that I feel like part of their paint issue was also the fact that they're painting onto foam. So it's like what looks good as a white sculpt becomes something that because of the material doesn't take paint as well. They end up using more paint than they should. And it, you know, now for the, for the record. Yeah. Us stating that it's made of foam is just internal of what I've heard. So they may surprise and it may be something else. Uh, but I mean, it looks, it looks foam, you know, like from, they haven't officially said it yet. Uh, I know the spirit Halloween Slimer was polyfoam. Yeah. So, but I mean, the, the spirit a, Halloween Slimer isn't a statue, right? It's sort of like, it's a hanging thing. And what I'm thinking of this more like, do you know the Ruby's candy holder? Yeah. That has like yeah. the plastic bowl in it. Right. Yeah. And it's just the hard, like rigid foam that mm-hmm. it, I mean, if you do anything to it, it dents. <laughs> it's just like kind of yeah. chips. And so I think I would, I, I, if they're going to keep making stuff like this, I would love to see them do it in a format that is a little more durable, you know, uh, mm-hmm. than foam. And maybe, and maybe you're, maybe we'll turn out that it's going to not be that, but I, it looks like foam to me. <laughs> like, I like, think you're from, right. You from know? what, from what they have kind of conversed with me about it, it definitely sounds it it's going to be foam. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's pretty much what it's going to be, but there is no official listing yet on their website uh, in terms of it being foam. Um, and just for a quick FYI, the Slimer from Spirit Halloween was 17 inches. So yeah, it had a bit of height on this one. Yep. But it also is weird because it's like in this position of kind of flying forward with his butt sticking out. So like you can't <laughs> really butt, sit though. him flat. Um, you got to hang him. But I mean, and the thing too, though, we, we got also kind of keep in mind is the pricing on those two. Like this, the Slimer is less Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the cost. And I mean, they're, they're hyping it up as, I mean, the first one, like the Spirit Halloween was 17 inch hanging Slimer decoration. Right. This is merely just, what, just Slimer Halloween decoration. Um, it, it's meant to be put out, you know, once a year. That's it. Get hucked into the flipping garage 360 days out of the year and then just come out again. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think for what it is, it, it looks fine. It looks okay. Um, 
but it's definitely not going to be a Slimer showpiece by any means. Like, you know, if you're looking to have a great Slimer display right. in your, you know, if you've got a collection room, if you've got like a Ghostbuster display somewhere in your home, um, I really wouldn't consider this a showpiece. However, when it comes to a Halloween decoration, at that point, yeah, sure. I will say this. I would have totally taken this as a cookie jar. Yeah. Like this is a good cookie jar. Oh yeah. Like that's what I'm like, when I look at it, I'm like, why is this not a a thing I can put objects inside of? Like this is, if you're going to make it a a whole object and make it hollow, make it out of something that I can use, uh, you know, somebody on our Facebook page, actually, they uh, commented that, uh, it, it looked more like a bank. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I don't really know what the market is for banks in 2023, but, uh, I mean, you know, Banks, you put money in. I yeah, understand no, I the concept mean. of having actual banks. Like the piggy bank. But uh, yeah, a piggy bank. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I don't want our ba- whole bank system and financial system to fail. I, I don't want that. I want our entire um, financial system to be dependent upon Diamond Select Ghostbusters Stay Puffed Banks, but specifically the 24-inch one that's really hard to find, and specifically the angry 24-inch I was about to say one. the angry yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the guy on eBay that he, he customized a bunch of those? Yeah, yeah. Man, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, what are you even doing, man? Um. But no, I, I don't know. Like when it came to the Slimer, um, it's good. I think it's okay for the price point. I don't, I have no real problems with it. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not the most hate filled guy when it comes to Slimer or Ghostbuster props or anything. I don't know. Yeah. This is not, I'm uh, not hating on it as much as I'm like, I want this, but I want it to be better. Is that, that uh, maybe that's like the, is, I maybe that's to, like I, the I, underlying you know Ghostbusters I, fan no, state. I, <laughs> but every, I, I, I agree with you there. I totally, I, I wish, I wish it was better. Um, but again, I just feel like, and, and even for myself, like, I feel like this is, should be a less is more scenario yeah. because again, I feel like there's too much detail here that's added in that just, it isn't executed that well. Yeah. Um, I would just rather more flat colors. Um, and also I kind of alluded to this. I kind of said, t- said it to you earlier. Uh, why, why is there a bread splatter on the pizza and the hot dog? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I mean, I, I get know. tomato sauce and I get maybe like splatter ketchup, but like, I don't know. I just feel like Slimer has like accosted someone to get said food you're not, into his hand. You're not wrong. Like you when know, you look like, at this, it's not, it's not the red splatter no, doesn't I, come across as like, oh, it's ketchup because it's like a fine mist. It's like he went yeah. through a bloodbath to get the food. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I thought maybe it was like something from his tongue. And then I started looking, looking at the tongue. I was like, man, there's like no splatter on the tongue. And yeah, it's on the pizza, it's on the hot dog wiener, not on the actual bun, right. but on just the wiener, it appears. Um, yeah, so I just feel like he's like just totally killed some poor hot dog pizza vendor in New York. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I'm trying not to be too mean, but I think that this was a piece that I go, I feel like if it hadn't been painted like somebody went down to color me mine and had two bu- two two glasses of wine and painted it like that's you know you know that's the to me it's like i want to buy one almost just to paint it back to like white like reprimer it and then see if i can just give it a more simplified paint scheme because it's a fun sculpt you know but i don't know you know what's gonna be the funniest thing all right they released the trailer to ghostbusters firehouse <laughs> yeah slimer's in the trailer <laughs> eating a pizza and hot dog on like a little like hot dog cart and we then realized this is our very first new Ghostbusters like prop or piece or memorabilia like out there because this thing's supposed to ship like next month. Right. Like it's like I think it's like August 4th. Right. So I don't know. I just think that'd be hilarious. Not saying Slimer's in the film. We have no, no idea, we have no that, idea about but, that. But um, don't say it like that. <laughs> what do you mean? That, that's uh, that, 
You sounded like we have no idea about that. No. Well, no, we don't uh, have any like, idea about that. I, I mean that. We you have, sound like a Hanna Barbera villain. Like, oh, uh, oh wait, like, we, have, we have no idea about that. <laughs> yeah, you have. I honestly, we have no idea about Slimer. No, and, but let me tell you, if this is what Slimer looks like in the new film, if he's in the new film and he doesn't have his booty crack, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are you doing? That's, Gil look, Kinnan that's what Kinnan. happened to him over the period of forty years. His, yeah. As the shape of Slimer continued to degenerate from a human into a ghost form, what really went mm. first was his crack. That's just, it kind of molded together. He didn't need to use it anymore. Do ghosts even poop? Who knows? <laughs> ah. ah. And we find the title I of mean, the episode. Like, we just call it that. Do ghosts I mean, even poop? I mean, <laughs> you, were, you were talking about earlier, like, Ghostbuster tie-in. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Never mind. Um... <laughs> You're no, talking about, now I'm you're like, talking about, what? No, you're talking about food tie-ins. You're talking about like like freaking Ghostbuster. You open up the show talking about Ghostbuster cheeseburgers or Arby sandwiches. Breakfast sandwiches. Or something. Breakfast. Sure. I was, okay, it fine. was 10 a.m. and I wanted yeah, breakfast. Great. Okay. Fantastic. Well, what I'm trying to tell you is that didn't Mountain Dew have like big hot dog wieners? I don't know. They're like they're on the internet. I thought that was a spoof. I, well, <laughs> make them real. Uh, what you do is you slap, you, you, you slap Slimer on there and then you just do ectoplasm, ecto cooler wieners and you make it as subject. You just make, you make it, you don't come out and say it, but you sell them. I, I think that Slimer, you may have Slimer wieners. been spending a lot of time with that RTV trap I sent you. <laughs> Oh, the one with the muncher? Yeah, I mean, that's got a hot dog in it already. Uh, th thanks for that. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, it's Slimer. He's a good, he's, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to buy it. I'm just saying I wish it looked better. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to criticize. I'm not going to buy it. I mean, you can criticize something and still buy it. Though. Of course. That's you know, like the definition of be being better. a Ghostbusters fan. That's what. You just want it to be better. I've, it's like, every, it's like, you're, you know what? You're like, you're like every parent out there. You just want your child to be better. It's, you're like, why, why do you come home with no butt crack? I'm write spirit. Why do you, writing why, why do you, why, your makeup, your makeup looks like, your makeup makes you look like you're, you're less than twenty nine ninety nine. You know, what am I talking about? Dear Halloween I costumes. Wish I wish, I wish Elliot wasn't made of foam. <laughs> My son, Elliot. I don't have a son. I'm going to write them a letter. Dear Halloween costumes.com. Okay. You know that I support you and I love you, but I have to say your recent actions have left me so disappointed in you. <laughs> this is, this is their comeback though. After the proton pack, this is their, this is their Rocky two. get ready. This Halloween season is going to be off the hook hey, as the Fortnite. Kids I will play, say this. Say, There's something play, I'm still say, waiting for. Yeah. There's still something I'm waiting for. You and I talked about mm -hmm. it. There's like a little stay puffed candy bowl holder that's coming from fun.com that we thought that looks great. That thing looks amazing. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying like everything's wrong. Don't go to fun.com. You should totally go to fun.com. They have a great tons of great yeah, they stuff, do. but um, their their full size Slimer was great. Yeah, like, I love that thing. Yeah. Um, you can like kind of move the hands around a, a little bit, um, but it makes a great display. It's also lightweight compared to like the other full size Slimers out there. Yep. Um, their costumes are good. I mean, I wore the, the Zool costume a couple Halloweens ago, uh, dug it, enjoyed it. And, uh, they've also got, and let me tell you, I'm really excited about this. They've got the terror dog costumes coming out soon. Yeah. That thing's hilarious. Yeah. 
I, you know what? I'm just going to say this right now. Can I let, can I, I'm going to give you an exclusive. Oh, are you ready snap. for this? Here we go. Okay. Snap baby. Um, <laughs> I don't care what I need to do. I don't, I mean, I'll, I'm going to review that terror dog costume. It's a full terror dog costume. I mean, you zip it up in the back, like your gold dust and you wear a little terror dog head on your, your, your face. And, um, for people out there that like to get humpy, <laughs> it's going to be the video for you. I've already. It's already in, in the in the mental mind state and uh, the lobes. Right, You're well, going to love it. It's going to be a great All video. it says right now on the website is item out of, out stock, of stock coming soon. Yeah. So yeah. you can click the notify button. I bought them all. They're, they're waiting. They're waiting for my <laughs> my video. We're going to release it on X. It's going to be an X video. I do. Now it really sounds like it's going to be humpy if you say you're going to release something Oh, it's going to be humpy. All right. <laughs> can I tell you, I've already got two people. Uh, I've already like, uh. Uh, I'm just like, uh, right now, for those that don't know, while we talk, we've got like webcams on so we can see one another. Yeah. And like, I look like I'm pouring the sweat right now as I'm talking about like getting humpy, but <laughs> I'm not going to get humpy. What's going to happen is I've already, I've already got two people like hired. I've hired people for a video and they're, they're going to get humpy. <laughs> I, I directly asked two people, I'm like, Hey, if we dress you up in this, will you do it? And they're like, yeah, are we going to have to call then, the Mounties to like, to deal with this problem is that the correct canadian law enforcement agency to contact yeah. if you're worried about something? i mean i never see a mountie though in ontario <laughs> we have cops I like know. it's not like yeah <laughs> it's not like mounties just show up at your door it's not <laughs> like they're gonna like taser to. you that's what the wwf yeah. taught me is that every law enforcement agent uh who exists in canada <laughs> wears red and has a hat and it's they called like, the mountie they like knock on your door and they say hey guy i'm the mountie <laughs> freaking jimmy hart's behind them with a little megaphone <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think he didn't pay us. Yeah, I, I was trying to do a Jimmy Hart impression there. He's great. <laughs> I think we hit our points on merch. And, um, I don't think anything else came out this week, but um, we should wrap up stuff talking about a couple different fan items. Um, one, I would want to talk about this because it's just funny, and I think it's you covered it, and I think it's totally ridiculous. I don't know who this was, but somebody turned their cat litter box into a Ghostbusters firehouse. And I normally probably wouldn't have been like, I want to talk about this, <laughs> except that I have a cat one and two. This made me laugh because I don't know if you know this. Do you know the Ghostbusters two car litter bags? Have you ever yeah. seen these? OK, yeah, so like, I have I have a couple. So there's like if folks, yeah. folks don't know what these are. Um, they are plastic bags with the Ghostbusters 2 logo on them that you would hang in your car to put trash in. They're car litter bags. They were released in like mm. 1989. You could have bought them at some auto store uh, and just put them in your car. I mean, like, wow, I've got Ghostbusters car litter bags. But for whatever reason, they have like, I don't know who turned them up. But like last year, they started showing up on eBay like one a month, two a month. You just see them out there. Yeah. And through a series of typos and mistakes, at one point in the Yes Have Some Podcast Discord forum, someone asked about, I commented about these and wrote about these, and someone misinterpreted what they were and thought they were cat litter bags, <laughs> which to me was even more hilarious that potentially there could have been Ghostbusters 2 bags to put cat shit in, as opposed hmm. to just the stuff from your car. So then you posted this article about the cat litter, like, firehouse, and I was like, now I want there to be cat litter bags for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a cat litter firehouse. It's, it's, <laughs> I, 
just stating the obvious. You just talked about like the last three minutes. There's a cat litter firehouse. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this was made by uh, the Austin. Well, actually, one member of the Austin Ghostbusters, Bev Larkin is her name. And uh, she released like the plans for this thing. And it's it's hook and ladder. It's hook yeah. and ladder for your cats. I mean, hook and litter is what she called it. Yes, but it's very I prefer, adorable. I, no, I would prefer to call it a hook and shitter. <laughs> I thought that would have been better. But, uh, yeah. I will say yeah, hook and, that part of the reason I want to talk about it is because Bev Larkin released the plans for this, right? Um, and I was thinking to myself, like, even if you don't use this for cat litter, like this is a really good build it yourself out of you know wood um firehouse oh, okay. diorama that you you don't even know i thought you, you were like, just park a car like park a, a, a ecto one in it and like it doesn't have to I be the way for cat shit <laughs> the way you were talking i like i thought you wanted me to like like you were like contemplating like building it around your own toilet and you're just gonna walk in there no i was actually forbidden like, from building gonna, it around my cat's litter box i showed I'm my gonna, my partner this and she was like absolutely i'm talking not. about your own toilet like you so you could walk into it <laughs> yeah i'm scaling like, you're, it you're just over there yeah <laughs> no that's your hook and shitter eight that's that's going to your house <laughs> and when you come out you come out of the bathroom you get to look at people and go merry christmas <laughs> shitter's <laughs> full like uh, but it's it's funny too because not only is a hook and litter eight um and you know it looks great uh, i think she even put like a great i, I like how i just said great twice but two different greats i think she put like a great like on top of it looks like maybe or maybe that's just like a area for the stench to come out um but you, i don't know why you do that but uh you know you, you even have like meshing on the windows and such like i don't know this whole well, thing what it has at the top it makes, is it has a hinged roof so that, that way you can open it up and scoop so you don't have to remove the entire firehouse. That way you can leave oh, the firehouse in place and you can you actually just... have your own containment unit loss by opening up the roof <laughs> and removing cat poop. And if you really wanted to go crazy, like here's the deal. If you're the German Ghostbusters and you're building this thing, you would like put some sort of like motor or fan mm -hmm. in there that would just automatically eject the cat poop out that hole in the roof and have like an like automated containment system breach that would just get rid of all the cat poop. That's I've great. completely overthought this you, at this point, but you change it, you change. Okay. You, you add a mechanism inside of there. You add an extra light because they, she did put a light in there for the actual no go sign, which is insane. <laughs> um, but you add an extra light in there, a green light, obviously. And as soon as it recognizes any movement inside, it turns red. <laughs> And then when you go in and you scoop the poop out, it goes back to green. That's right. There you go. That, you get the German Ghostbusters on. They'll, I mean, they'll build like, they'll just build a full scale one. Well, that's. They'll build an entire full scale, like, firehouse. And its sole purpose is for somebody to go in and poop out. <laughs> and for those of you out there listening right now who are like, I'm a we're German not, Ghostbuster. Like, we're, we're saying this because we respect you and we think you're capable yeah, yeah. of doing this. Not because we're like, they what do you do amazing is stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, they do amazing stuff. Like, it's just like, well, we're going to rebuild uh, Gozer's statue, but we're going to make it like three times the size yeah. because, I don't know, why not? Hey, most recently, uh, they posted a thing on their Instagram, uh, one of the groups, it might have been D. Geistjäger, but I don't, I'm not sure. Um, somebody posted it. They posted a an Aldridge Mansion, like, um, mm. statue that you have to, like, push the a button on and it plays the music and apparently will let you into the Aldridge Mansion section of their booth or something, um, which I'm like, this is who this who thinks of this? And these guys do. They're brilliant. Um, I want to have them come just like Monster House, my house. 
It's like, come turn my entire house into a series of roving props and pneumatic tubes and things that. <laughs> yeah, they're. I don't know. Like everything they do, like I feel like there's some things I have to avoid not even covering of them because if I did, like the entire fan franchise section of Ghostbusters news would be their stuff. <laughs> because like, and they're always doing stuff. Stuff. There's they're always posting preview images and everything, but. I don't know this this hook and litter eight. I found it kind of funny because um, when they posted the the first images of it, like the official hook and ladder eight like Instagram page like commented and they were just like, "Thank you?" Question mark. <laughs> like what? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I. <laughs> but I gotta say, like, it's a really, it's really well done. And if you wanted to have a diorama, even if it wasn't for that, if you were building just like, uh, the other reason I thought about it was you could very easily take the same thing and turn it just into like a cat playhouse, you know? Well, so honestly, it's one of the best, if you were going to like play action figures with it, it's like <laughs> yeah. the best toy rendition of hook and ladder eight right. ever made. I mean, outside of like Lego, it's like the best. Right. It looks wonderful. So Bev Larkin, nice job. Um, and normally, like I said, I wouldn't have been compelled to talk about a cat litter box on extra plasm, but the, the release of the plans and how well this was done made me go, I got to stop and take note of this because it's freaking hilarious and awesome. I, I, I did get a message afterwards, like after posting and uh, they were like, yeah, we're thinking about doing like a, uh, a New York public library now too. That would be awesome. So yeah, <laughs> I, I would think that'd be cool too. Cause like, obviously there's two cats. You could even have it where you could like take out like the, the lions and have it just like two cat purchase. <laughs> yeah. Great. Hey, if you make it all interconnect, you put in like a Columbus circle in there somewhere in the middle and this just becomes an entire cat playscape that's all Ghostbusters themed. Like that's what I think we need now. It's just a straight up cat catio that's all all Ghostbusters stuff. So um, very cool. Good job, Bev Larkin. So um, if you want to see those plans, if you want to see those images, you should hop over to GhostbustersNews.com and check out the article called Cat Litter Box Gets Turned Into the Ghostbusters Firehouse. Um, which sounds like something that an evil genie would do. When it comes to titles of news stories, I overthink them because I'm like, you know what? It's just a shell. Are we really turning a cat litter box into the Ghostbusters firehouse? <laughs> you know, like actually, uh, but you know, it reads well. People on Google, they're going to see and they're like, what? I'm fine with it. Cat poop works for me. Firehouse. Yeah. <laughs> The other, You're hitting on everything. The other big piece of fan news to talk about is something you actually just uh, published a story on this morning, uh, which is that there is a has been a release of a Ghostbusters fan film that's been in the works for quite some time. I think back to 2017. Um, and that film is called uh, Ghostbusters Open for Business, which apparently had a premiere at a venue in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I have to admit that you and I began recording this and I had just seen this story. So you probably know more about what the deal is with me than me. Cause you wrote the story and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I've only watched a little bit of the fan film, but you know what? It's uh, it's, it's pretty crazy in the respects that the thing is like over two hours long first and foremost. So like it's a feature length movie, yeah. like, you know, insane in that regards. And uh, yeah, as you were saying, it initially started production back in 2017. They had a, an Indiegogo where it wasn't successful and they didn't make a crazy amount from it, but they were like, you know what? We still want to make it. So the following September, they started filming and I believe it lasted until I want to say July of 2018. 
So you would think, okay, July 2018 fan film, they're going to have this thing pumped out in like a month, right? Uh, no, <laughs> things happened. Things got delayed uh, to the point that in 2020, obviously there's, you know, COVID-19 right. takes place, further delays things. And surprisingly, like last year, they refilmed a new ending to it. Like, like they, or they added like an extra scene at the end where what you're seeing at the very end of the movie to be beginning, you are looking at a five-year gap between the two. Um, which I had no idea until I actually perused through like their, their Facebook page. But uh, yeah, it just got released uh, over the weekend. It's up on Ghostbusters news right now. And like, I am so flabbergasted. I mean, like I get impatient when I like, if I'm microwaving something, I'm like, I take something out 10 seconds before it should be done. <laughs> These people, it's, it's been six years since they started filming this thing. Yeah. And like, the movie is just out now and the upload of the final film uh, was like two or three months ago. They just didn't make it public. So they've been sitting on this film for, you know, the past two or three months uh, waiting for this premiere to happen before they actually put it online. Like the amount of patience that they've shown here is insane. And I'm really surprised too, considering it was, you know, ready a couple months ago. They just didn't crank this thing out for like Ghostbusters day, especially considering there really wasn't a crazy amount happening when it came to Sony that day. Right. I mean, there was some cool stuff, but uh, I'm really surprised they didn't uh, just kind of jump the gun a little bit and release it then. But uh, kudos for them. Uh, Cause it looks like it was an incredible undertaking. And from what I saw, some of the special effects. Um, yeah, it, 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 it definitely looks good, especially for like a fan film. Right. Uh, they went kind of above and beyond. And, and I guess what I've gleaned from like looking at their, um, the Ghostbusters, Texas regional response teams website or Facebook page um, they apparently had a one day live event screening on Ghostbusters Day. So like they did a screening mm. somewhere in Ghostbusters Day and then it, they premiered publicly this month. Um, so yeah. I guess they did. They did have a, a private event for Ghostbusters Day where they kind of celebrated it themselves, I guess. Um, I don't know. But and, and now the I guess characters that are introduced in this fan film, uh, I guess the Texas crew, they're now going to have their own web series. Yeah out there, uh, which the first episode is now up in that same news article. Um, they refer to it as the theater cut because from what I gather, I guess they kind of had a showing for this one as well, but, um, yeah, it's from the ghostbusters, Texas regional response team. And I, I got to admit again, it's, it's done quite well. We should talk about, uh, real quick. I know that we talked about this fan film, which is great. I'm going to check it out probably this week. Cause I'll probably just put it on while I'm doing other things. And see what it's, it's about. a watch i mean it's two, two and yeah, a half it's like hours. Two hours so one final piece of fan thing i want to make sure i talk about uh, our friends over at phantasm toys this is your last oh. week you want a gozer figure i'm sorry you want a destructor figure um then you need to act now because the last week to order destructor is now i believe the cutoff date for the destructor is august 4th if you're listening to this on tuesday august 1st that means that you have until Friday, Friday, Friday to get your act together and get your order in on that. Uh, you totally should because the figure is amazing and the work that Tony and Brendan do on that toy line just rocks. So um, I'm literally watching you. You're going to do it, aren't you? You're going to show me yours because you have one. Don't you? Oh, yeah, I've got I've, I've got one. I'm reviewing <laughs> it right now. So if you're watching, if you're listening to this, check out Ghostbusters News on YouTube because there's going to be a full review of the destructor. Uh, she's got all of her bubbles on her butt and on, on her suit. And she looks wonderful. You know, uh, she's got the high top and I got to say from an articulation standpoint, and I'm going to dive into this in the review, but a lot of these toys, a lot of these kind of, you know, non-licensed fan-made toys, they, uh, 
you kind of sometimes when they have articulation, you're kind of afraid to move them. You know, yeah. you're afraid that maybe you're going to break something or maybe, you know, if you move it too much, it's going to get a little loose, like the joint's going to get loose. Uh, this to me feels like like an actual legit. I, I don't I don't want to discredit them because Phantasm does awesome work, but it feels like a legit manufactured toy that you'd find out like a big you know, studio like almost I don't want to say Kinner, but it it's it's definitely Kinner esque, both in terms of its appearance and the way it kind of functions. Um, honestly, one of the best Phantasm toys releases to this point, both from an action figure standpoint, you've got the included Gargoyle Ghost, which is such a really cool cut to the original 84 film. Like the whole Gargoyle thing that kind of falls down and nearly hits one of the Ghostbusters or hits the Ghostbusters. Uh, the sculpt on that looks great. Uh, there's also like really fine pointed details on it, uh, which I've dropped this thing a couple times already. None of them have broken off, which is great to see <laughs> for that. Uh, very well made. Uh, and also the packaging I totally love. And I kind of curse uh, Phantasm Toys for it because all of my Phantasm Toys collectibles are out of box or in like a Detolf cabinet. This is going to be probably the first one that I'm going to keep mint in box, but you can open it up. It has like this nice little bubble popping action where you can like take the figure out, put them on display. And then if you want to back mint on card, yeah. you can do that. Um, and the packaging does have new original art from Baducci studios, which is just, just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I have to say that card thing, that card functionality thing is like one of my favorite things mm -hmm. they've done is I am a person yeah. who has a lot of anxiety about opening an item and then not being able to put it back and yep. how will I want to display it? And so the notion that they have created the opportunity to get what you want and be able to put it back in the packaging and have it look just like it did when you got it. If you want to, if you want to store it that way, if you want to display it that way, it's so smart. Um, and I continue to be impressed by the stuff that Tony and Brendan are doing. So that's why I talk about them all the time because I like their work. So, yeah. And, and the fact too, I mean, I, I feel like even if you haven't seen this character yet for one thing, yes, check it out. Be sure to look it up. Phantasmtoys.com. Grab yours before Friday. You're going to want to grab one regardless, because after this, sometime in the near future, we're going to be getting the animated Terra Dog. Yep. And I mean, that thing is going to be an amazing companion piece. I mean, you're going to have to have, the, I was about to say, you're going to have to have the Destructor, <laughs> the goes, uh, to go with that Terra Dog. And I mean, you're going to have to buy two Terra Dogs. I mean, come on. They have interchangeable horns. You got to have Vince Clortho and you got to have Zool. The funniest or part. Or whatever you want to call them. Is that those Terra, the Terra Dog figure was the concept first. So like talking yeah. with the two of them, they were like, they, we, we made the terror dog first. And then once we created the terror dog, we're like, well, now we have to work on the destructor too. And so it was like the, the intent was like, Oh, let's see if we can make something that's akin to the animated series terror dog. And that led mm. to the destructor figure. And that destructor figure is freaking amazing. So, um, Oh, it's great. Lots of so, so many great things coming from our friends and over there. The, the one thing I love about phantasm, phantasm two is I kind of, we kind of alluded to it with the Slimer from, uh, Halloween costumes, Phantasm. I feel like they take that less is more approach with their figures. Yeah, and nothing is really wasted, and they don't go overblown. Like it, it just it's simple, it's effective, and they're they are showpieces. I think in a collection like that yeah. Terror Tub they released Ghostbuster Two Tub, such it's an amazing. awesome display. Their Slimer, their Slimer is still the best Slimer out there. And like I just mentioned, I honestly feel like from a package standpoint, figure standpoint, almost every element uh they hit this one out of the park and especially the gargoyle ghost i don't think a lot uh, don't overlook the gargoyle ghost this thing yeah. is because i mean they release like their crypt creepers which are about the same size mm -hmm. this gargoyle ghost is if it was a crypt creeper it'd be my favorite crypt creeper this thing looks great yeah. 
Well, and the thing to think about is that those crypt, crypt, the original Crypt Creepers were designed to be mini ghosts from like they were supposed to be additional mm-hmm. mini ghosts to go alongside your counter line. So it totally makes sense that the mini ghost that comes with that destructor figure is in the same scale, fits right alongside it because it's all supposed to work together. So and that's the genius of it. So keep doing awesome work, Phantasm Toys. Um, and I look forward to seeing your your review on Ghostbusters News, which everybody should go check out uh, when you have it done because you'll do an amazing job, I'm sure. Well, I think that about wraps up the stuff that we have to talk about this week on Extraplasm. Jason, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to share or plug or tell folks to check out? Uh, well, I mean, just mentioned it there. We got the uh, Destructor review uh, right now going up on Ghostbusters News YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out. Uh, if you haven't already watched the Proton Pack video to, you know, watch it, leave a comment, provide your input. I want to know what you think about it there. Uh, we got that up. And uh, as I alluded to also uh, in the reveal of that Slimer, there is more reveals coming from HalloweenCostumesFun.com. So be on the lookout for that. That's certainly going to be coming hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so uh, as we near the uh, the spooky season. And uh, aside from that, too, I guess I should state that uh, Ghostbusters news is now on threads. So, oh, if, you, you know, made the jump. You, 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 you left X. No, I didn't make the jump. I'm still I got one <laughs> leg in X and I got one leg in threads and I got uh, another appendage in. I don't know what's what, Don't they have like a blue sky one now or something? They're really I don't yeah, know. I There's don't know. so many ones out there. I haven't got an invite yet. I'm not cool. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we got we're on threads. If you follow us on Instagram, though, you know that. If you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Well, subscribe to YouTube. I yeah, Ghostbusters. I, it's great. I'm gonna throw one more thing out there. People might want to go check out. Um, I believe that your Ghostbusters news music video. There's been a new iteration of that. The Flux Capacitors have released on their YouTube of their official version of it. In which, oh, that just got released. Uh, you have you appear uh, in that video, I believe, a few times. So if people haven't oh boy seen that, I believe that that is out on the flux capacitors YouTube I get channel, spooky so. in it I'm uh I, I live up to the full torso apparition you've all seen uh, the uh the fan right. version probably that we that we had around Ghostbusters day that had lots of people in it from the fandom uh this is the flux capacitors official version of their music video so if you want to check that out and see the Ghostbusters news song with a different video and with Jason making appearances in it go over the flux capacitors YouTube channel for that as well so um yeah I think that if that if you have nothing else, I think that kind of wraps up what we need to talk about for this week. Uh, I want to say that we are, this is the end of episode 44 of Extraplasm, as some of you listening out there know. Uh, episode 46 is coming very soon. Episode 46 just happens coincidentally to also be the one-year anniversary of Extraplasm. It might be so coincidental that I might have actually planned for it by taking 4th of July off. Haha, <laughs> suckers! Uh, so I engineered the best anniversary ever of a 46th aniver- episode. I have no idea what we're doing special yet, but keep your eyes peeled. There might be some things happening in the next couple weeks in terms of giveaways or something on the inst- on the Extraplasm Instagram or X or wherever it is we are. We might start some new stuff on threads. Who knows? Um, or maybe who knows? Maybe there might even be like a new social media group platform thing that might happen. I'm not saying it is going to, but I did tell you at the start of the summer that I was looking into it. So who knows? We're about to enter season two of Extraplasm buckle in everybody (laughs) anyway thank you again to jason for coming on the show you can buy the whole seat but you'll only need the edge (laughs) buckle in baby look that was my way of saying i haven't actually planned anything yet but be 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 prepared for something did you 
Did you did you tell them that uh, I wasn't even supposed to be the the, the guest? You, Paul Rudd was supposed to be the guest host in this episode. He's coming for episode forty six, obviously. It, no, you, the, the strike. That's why I had to be here. The strike. Well, no, the strike is getting resolved by episode forty six. That's the whole concept. No, this be fine. If, if, you, you had everybody lined up over these past few weeks, but they couldn't be here. Yeah, and I it's true, everybody. It's bad. Bill Murray was going to be on the podcast like next week, but now he can't. So, um. <laughs> He knows what what Hasbro's revealing on August 10th. Yeah, he's he he is yeah. a streamer now. Just in case you weren't sure, and he's he can't be crossed. That's oh my god! If the Chive had like a Bill Murray stream, because I mean the Chive and Bill Murray they kind of go together. <laughs> um, if if he if they did that, oh Bill Murray like every like night or every well not every night. He's gotta he's gotta get the got that lady that sings about the milkshakes. Um, <laughs> but like once a week at least, he could be on there and he could be I don't know Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray reviews. Mix, mix in drinks, just mix in a drink. Just Bill Murray reviews. You know? He just reviews like random consumer products. I watch that. He just reviews himself. <laughs> well, I thank you again for coming on the show. I thank everybody out there for listening um, because I appreciate all of you for listening and tuning in every week. Um, and the show would be nothing without the folks who engage it and come back to it. So if you have something you want to share with the podcast or anything you want to comment on, you can, of course, reach me at Extraplasm on Instagram, Extra Platter, Extra, extra Platter? No, Extraplasm on, extra. on Twitter X, whatever it's called, ExtraplasmPodcast at gmail.com, maybe in the future on threads, maybe somewhere else after that. We'll see uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, as usual, I want to say thank you to Brendan Pierce of Baducci Studios for our logo, as well as to the Vaporwave artist Magnavox, whose rendition of Ghostbusters serves as our theme music every week. And um, as always, as Ernie Hudson reminds us every week, everybody, try to have fun and always keep on busting. Take care. <laughs>